The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Starting to come out. All the dirt on Brett Kavanaugh starting to come out. Uh, it only takes a couple of weeks, sometimes only a couple of days, depending on uh, who you are and how much is known about you. And then the dirt starts coming out. Mm, that sucks, though. You know, we, well, wouldn't you rather know? Well, yeah, of course. Okay. Of course. You're of right, course, though. But you, it sucks because you'd hope there'd be somebody a little, little stronger, yeah. right, in those yeah, positions. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't even know why we react. Everyone races to be the first. You know, who's he going to pick? He's going to And you got NBC. We've narrowed it down to three insiders say, and and they they break the news like a second before he says it, you know? Why do we even race to do that? Because we know the dirt's going to come out. Yeah, and this person might not be it. This person might, they find that, that dirty little handkerchief. Something in there, right? It's like... We got to remember that it's not just Supreme Court nominee. Anything, anything anywhere. Oh we can, yeah. So and so's picked for this, or who's going to lead that, or who's going to whatever. Well, remember the Secretary of the, uh, the Veterans Administration, which was the Obama doctor, now Trump doctor. Right. The things that I found about him being a drunk, you know, crazy man. That we don't even know if it's true. Exactly. But, it, but it's going to come it's, out. It's, so be for, out there. For, we've got to remember this. Remind me in the future. We're going to go up. The dirt's going to come yeah. out in a couple of days. Yeah. Came out over the weekend. I don't know if you saw it about Brett I Kavanaugh. They're vetting him, and it came out. Splinter News reporting, and here's their headline. Okay. Yale friends, because Kavanaugh went to Yale, okay. right? Okay. Yale friends say Brett Kavanaugh loved to eat pasta with ketchup. Well... I'm sorry. You're going to let that son of a bitch on the on the Supreme Court and nope. eats pasta with ketchup? Nope. Nope. He should be hung. I can't. I, how can this not? Dude, but breaking news. Yes. Pasta with ketchup. That's as shady out of, as it like, gets. Meat sauce. At least meat sauce. That's right. Something, <laughs> right? Ketchup. <laughs> I mean, I know is there tomato. something in the Constitution about that? I know you don't have to be an American citizen. Yeah. Remember, it's I like, think it says you got to have like decent taste when it comes to pasta. Yes, yes you have to have a, a clean palate. That's well, thank God it. Splinter News is breaking this. Thank you for doing your due diligence and vetting this guy. How many people did they have on this guy like trying to dig this up? <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You got anything? I got nothing. I got nothing. Hold uh, it, hold it, bring it up. I just got off the phone oh, with somebody. Here we go. Who did he sleep with? No, no, it's far worse than that. Far, far worse. Who did he murder? No, no, no. Far, far worse. Uh, he this is going to be the thing that takes him down. Oh, he colluded with Putin, didn't he? Far worse than that. Uh, this is it. This is Watergate, baby. Oh. Pasta gate. Pasta gate. Ooh, he touched little kids at like no, pasta no, 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 not a pa- no, no, no. He eats ketchup on his pasta. Oh, gross. All right, kids, <laughs> we run with it. I want it everywhere. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> Splinter News. Yale friends say Brett Kavanaugh loved to eat pasta with ketchup. You want to share a little more? Please do. Splinter News actually got this from uh, from Yale. Uh, Yale, this? News? Yale News. Yale News. <laughs> Yale. 
Daily News. I guess this is their school newspaper. <laughs> Yale. They got it from Yale Daily News. Okay. And here's the article from Yale. So it's been picked up by other papers. No. Good, good, good. So uh, the Splinter News was like, damn it, that Yale News, the they're on us. Is- they scooped us, but we could just run the story then. We'll get partial credit for it. Here's what the Splinter News story says. Okay, here we go. An article in the Yale Daily News today gives us more insight into the life of Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. Okay. During his time at Yale Law School from 87 to 1990, he enjoyed playing devil's advocate in conversations with his black friend. <laughs> he has a he has a black friend. So at least he has black friends. No, no, he does not. No? He has a black friend. Well, you know, everybody has that black friend. They didn't put with a black friend. <laughs> they put he enjoyed playing devil's advocate in conversations with his black friend. Oh, I guess that's his. That belongs Yale, to him. I think they assign you one. Yeah. That's what it is. Hey, welcome to Yale. And he's your black friend. Oh, good. They said I'd expand my horizons at college. <laughs> new worlds. New worlds experiences right now. Now, is he there to carry my bag? Oh, is that what he's nice. there? I mean, why would I need a black friend? I mean, I can just come up with my, is my own man in waiting. Is yeah. he like fetch stuff for me? What is it? Is that what it is? I mean, are my shoes shined in the morning? I don't. <laughs> what is the eighties? He enjoyed playing devil's advocate in conversations with his black friend. Okay, well, check that off the list. Yep. Eating pasta with ketchup. Okay, and looking down his nose at friends who enjoyed drinking. Pizza, ladies. Looking down his nose at friends who enjoyed watching porn. Jeopardy. Oh. <laughs> this case is square. Not just that, but this is what you found. And that son of a bitch is trashing Jeopardy. He knows the answers. He keeps calling them stupid. First, the ketchup on pasta. Then apparently him having a black friend. I don't know where we draw the line. But that son of a bitch is trash in jeopardy. He's got to go. Now, if he wants trash, Wheel of Fortune, I'm cool with that. But, you know, come on. Or Family Feud. Yeah, it's all good. This is is an article. This is what they got. Remember, um, this wasn't a just little slice of life. This is who he... It was written as such of, like, this is trouble. Mm. The article goes on to say, when it came to food, he, being Brett Kavanaugh, found hardly anything palatable. He was a fussy eater, apparently. Mm -hmm. Kavanaugh was a bland eater. Okay. He never ate his pasta with anything more exotic than tomato sauce or ketchup on top. Exotic? What? Nothing more exotic than that. It's pasta. That's the point. They're saying it wasn't exotic. Yeah. Okay. When he had spaghetti sauce, it was ragu. He didn't want anything spicier than that. Okay, I'll give him that. There's some people that, you know. I mean, I prefer better pasta sauce. Yes, yes. But I mean. If that's what you like. And how is ragu? Don't they also have spicy ragu? And they do. Yeah, they got like cheese ragu and. Arabiata. Barca ragu. Right. So, okay. But like. I guess. What would this friend know? This is the black friend saying this. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So there you go. Brett Kavanaugh. We've blown the lid off it this morning thanks to the Yale Daily News and also Splinter News. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank God. 
Got about to get to the bottom of that. That guy was almost a Supreme Court justice with his ketchup and uh, pasta thing floating yeah, around. Yeah, we don't want a justice that does that. And also, thank God Hillary has now commented on Brett Kavanaugh. Oh. Haven't she we just been waiting time. for that? Yeah. Everybody should be waiting for that. She was. Uh, this was the, you know, the next president. Right. I mean, you know, you, you wait for the. You wait to get the good ones last. You know, yeah, you just yeah, wait. Yeah. Everyone else can spout off, and then Hillary steps up and, and offers then she her brings comments. It back again. Yeah. Right. Do we have the clip of uh, Hillary speaking at the American uh, Federation of Teachers meeting in Pittsburgh? Here she is, about halfway through her speechify and bringing up Brett Kavanaugh. And let me say a word about the nomination of Judge Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. It's all about the ketchup on pasta. Oh, uh, they yeah. Heard. This they nomination. Know. She's probably going to mention it here. Holds out the mm-hmm. threat of devastating consequences for workers' rights, civil rights, Italian LGBT restaurants rights, all over America, women's rights, including those game to shows make our that own are on primetime television. It is a black for. Okay, we should probably back that up because I'm talking over. Back that up, whatever. <laughs> He's well, going to devastate Italian restaurants all over America. Game shows, black friends. For workers' rights, civil rights, LGBT rights, women's rights, including those to make our own health decisions. Abortion. It is a blatant attempt blatant. by this administration to shift the balance of the court for decades. Uh, hold, hold on a second. <laughs> yes, that's, that's why you pick the yeah. person you want. Every yes. president, it doesn't Wants matter. You could be the most extreme on left or right. It does not matter. Yes, you're trying to influence the future of yeah. the Supreme Court. Yeah. Otherwise, you would pick somebody who's likely only going to serve about a day before they die. I've decided I don't want to shape the court with uh, for future generations. I've picked this person who's 112. They're actually <laughs> on life support right now. <laughs> Damn it, I got to pick another. Right. Yes, that's what she's like. If he wants to influence the court, how dare he? So as president, Hillary would have said, well, I don't want to influence the court decades to come or generations to come. I don't know. You think she would have wanted to influence Back that up about five, ten seconds to her comment about shaping the court. She wants the future. She, America like Hillary's America. I think she wants to shape the future of the court as well. Yes, yeah, she does. Okay, here we go. Let me. Let it me is hear. a blatant attempt. Blatant attempt. By this administration to shift the balance of the court for decades. Ah, shift the balance of the court for decades. A blatant attempt. Blatant. Of what? course, it's blatant. Everybody when Obama they Obama did it. Right. He talked about picking somebody that yes. was progressive. That is that's blatant. It's so blatant you don't even have to mention no. it. But you know these people are in the audience laughing it up. They're going, yeah. Right on. That's right. Blatant attempt. She should be a president right now. (laughs) She won the popular vote. She used the word word blatant. (laughs) It's a blatant attempt. How dare he? Idiot. You put that out there, it sounds official. Yes, it does. Okay, a little more, a little more. What's the problem? To reverse decades of progress. Decades of progress. You know, I used to worry that they... Wanted to turn the clock back to the 1950s. Now I worry they want to turn it back to the 1850s. Oh, oh no, she didn't. Oh. Hold on a second. 
1850s. Mm. See what she's getting at. The 1850s called. Slavery. Yeah. That's right. How dare she say that? He had a black friend in college. They gave him one. They did. How dare she bring that up? That is so that true. Is so How dare you? Did you not read the Splinter Report? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. The Daily Yale News Report. He had a black. He if I was a- Kavanaugh, I would. Uh, that'd yeah. be great to address. Oh, it. Yeah. Hold it right there about that 1850 stuff. Yeah. I had a black friend in college. And have you not heard the Splinter Report? Right. And and if any, <laughs> see, that's just setting such a wonderful trap. Yes. Because they're like, oh, you had a black friend. Hey, that's not me saying that. That's Yale Daily News saying that. Yes. Wouldn't that be yes. just a gem? That would be yes. fantastic. All right. Is there a little bit more from this? These will be urgent fights. Urgent. The stakes could not be higher. Mm. Civil mm. rights and workers' rights and everything that represents the progress we have made over <laughs> more than 125 years to make our country freer and freer, fairer, fairer to pursue the pursue. dream of a more perfect union mm. is at stake not Thanks. only for us but for our children and our grandchildren mm. so these are important battles to wage and to win but the most critical battle of all yeah. will be fought in the voting oh, there it is. There we next there it is. november there midterm is. election okay, got it now Here we, we know go. what that's all about yeah. There yeah. it is. <laughs> so, okay, too there long is. enough. Yeah. I know. It's like, did wow. You, did you hear her cadence change? Oh yeah. Her cadence change. I was like, oh, here we go. Big speech. Begin. Yeah. And today, <laughs> those people in Italian restaurants, restaurants, restaurants will be freed. Freed. Read when you vote Democrat. Democrat. This, this is a fall. No more ketchup. No more ketchup. <laughs> We take down that Heinz. You know, John Kerry's married to a Heinz. We take down Hunts. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. That would be so cool if they come out against like so, Heinz. That's right. John Kerry's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You pretend like Heinz doesn't even exist, right? <laughs> what a knucklehead. Oh, I do have to share with you how she started this speech. Okay. There were so many gems in this speech, but... I didn't want to take it like, you know, full. I could have spent four hours on this speech. It was wonderfully horrible. But, but of course, I don't want to torture people that way. I do want to get to how she started it, though. So this is how she, um, the American Federation of Teachers has their big, had their big meeting. They introduce her. The president uh, comes out, uh, this woman, and she blah, but he blahs so many Mm, words. Oh, my gosh. And then she introduces Hillary. And before Hillary steps up, they have almost a tearful embrace. I mean, it was like embrace and then in her ear and the other. One, it, they, they take like like 30 seconds for her to hug. And they're, they're talking. Now, she didn't talk to her backstage. Right. They're, they're supposedly BFF. The she, oh, yeah. She doesn't. You don't have that 10 seconds anywhere else. Yeah. You got to. I introduced you. And now we got to pause here. Here we go. Oh, and sweetheart. You look great today. Thank you. So thank oh you for gosh. doing How's this. How's the kids? You're doing great. In Chelsea? Yeah. It's you know, good. and Bill. Yeah, How's Bill doing? You know, He's doing fine. I heard He's still eating book. that pasta with ketchup. But, you know. <laughs> I mean, seriously, they do this. So finally, Hillary steps up. And this is how she begins. Listen. Well. Yeah. Hey. I tell you. <laughs> I've been back there listening to Randy, and I'm so exhausted I can barely stand here. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
Maybe you don't say I can barely stand. Uh, woman. That's not going to be. I mean, do you remember, do you remember? the yes. dragon thrower in the limousine? Did I can he, barely stand. And you went to Chelsea's apartment, not the hospital? It's a, I've been back there listening. I, I can, can barely stand, stand but that has nothing to do with my Alzheimer's. Even Pat covered something where she was walking. It looked like she had like a like a suit under her like electronics. Right, right. I was like, you do not want to talk about your health right I can now. barely stand if not for the help of my back brace and exo- exoskeleton <laughs> I wear underneath my pantsuit. Yes, this is a... Uh... This is not the robot you're looking for. Thank God for prosthetics. <laughs> what is? We forgot in India. Didn't she trip in India? I think it was. She tripped down the stairs. We can win this battle against Parkinson's. Wrong speech. Wrong speech. <laughs> not yet. We're not, not there yet. yet. We're, not, We're there not there yet. yet. We're Just not there American yet. Federation of Teachers. <laughs> Talk about kids. Okay, here we go a little more. I've been back there listening to Randy, and I'm so exhausted. I can barely stand here. Right then, the van's pulled up. That's the cue. Go. That was an amazing speech that covered all of the important issues that not only the AFT faces, but our country. And I am so grateful. Wait a a second. Hold on. And I want to hold on. That is an amazing speech. Yes. With so many words. Yes. That covered everything. Yes. Aren't you done then? Yeah. yeah what do you? What do we need? We you? don't need you. You've Is just she? admitted she already covered it. It was amazing, and she covered everything. Yeah, that's it. You just time to go home. All right. Nice seeing you guys. Please don't drink and drive. We will be validating in the lobby. Tip your waitresses. Tip your way waitresses. Out. Don't forget to get your little satchel full of propaganda. <laughs> your American Federation of Teachers pen, which uh, you paid seventeen thousand dollars in dues for this year. And she, Wait, she did say she could barely stand, so right. she's like, we're done. Right? I can barely stand. Randy, cover <laughs> Randy got this. You don't need me. You don't, I'm out. Oh, wait a minute. In order to get that $300,000 check, I got to be here for another 20 minutes? Damn it. <laughs> Let me get a break in. We'll come back in a moment with more on the Morning Blaze. It's not sugar-coated. It's not fluff. It's just the truth. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Okay, it's uh, it's finally here. The week of the Beckinar. This is the yeah. Beckinar week. Coming up Thursday, Beckinar we week. got the big Beckinar. July 19th. Yeah, that's July 19th. That would be Thursday. Glenn is going to be hosting a seminar that they're calling a Beckinar because they couldn't come up with anything better uh, on how to understand and possibly invest in cryptocurrencies to find out if it's right for you. You can understand the blockchain technology that goes in behind it. He's going to be hosting it uh, with Tika Tuari from the Palm Beach Letter. Glenn's had him on his broadcast from time to time. He'll uh, discuss the history of cryptocurrency and blockchain, the technology behind it, how it applies to investing and economics, and then offer some cryptocurrencies that he says likely would have a pretty good future. And then even let you take part in the exclusive $2 million Bitcoin giveaway wow. from Palm Beach Letter. 
It's going to be pretty interesting. And it's absolutely free. So you can get this information and decide what's right for you if you want to invest. And if you don't, that's fine. But at least you'll have that knowledge. And this is not something that's easy to come up with. How many inter- uh, experts have we interviewed? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We've shared stories. We've shared what we've read about it. We've had experts on. And still, it's difficult to understand. This is going to get right to the heart of investing with cryptocurrency and blockchain technology. And it's absolutely free. Sign up today at BeckCryptoShow.com. BeckCryptoShow.com. It's absolutely free, but you got to register now. BeckCryptoShow.com. You got Ronnie saying, newsflash, Judge Kavanaugh only eats Heinz ketchup on his pasta. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Hans. Oh, okay. What did I say? But thank you. Thank you. Oh, okay. Uh, you got Neil before Doc. I was Doc saying, I heard a rumor that Brett puts pineapple on his pizza. Well, we know that's code. Yes, it is. That might be okay, right? Yes, it is. I mean, not actually pineapple on pizza. No, no, no. But, but. We learned that. We learned. We learned. Pineapple on pizza is not pineapple on pizza. No, no, no. It's, uh. It's sex. It's sex. It's a certain type of sex. Yes. Right? Yeah. A certain type, yes. Right, it was. Yes, it was. Uh, is it backdoor? Line? Backdoor action. Okay, yes, okay, good yes. deal. Okay, that's what that was. Yes, yes, yes. DMX DM uh, saying no. Quiet the cankles. Too much. Too early. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. We're done with Hillary. We're done. That was it. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's oh, all we got. Man. I mean, honestly, easy. I could have gone for two, three hours playing audio from the nonsense that she spewed. Yeah. It was so funny. Um, the the comments it they're so transparent they're so obvious what's going on and by the way i think she is running for president again. oh yeah sure. i think she's yeah, out there yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. uh jr15 saying holding her human form is getting exhausting <laughs> these days it's, i think so too i think her human form is like Who's i'm done jr15 that was really clever it's really <laughs> funny stuff good stuff good stuff did you see um uh the meltdown of the left of everything that was being covered in england with trump over It was amazing. I saw it live, and I was like, yep, that's going to be used against him. Yep. Oh, my gosh. He just stepped in front of the queen. I was like, like, do not bow. Do not bow. Don't you dare bow, Trump. Oh, do not bow. Well, this was the the first was the the protest that were there. Yeah, with the big Trump balloon. (coughs) The baby balloon, I think it was. I mean, it was huge. Yeah. Pretty cool, The people protesting. Pretty cool. I mean, tens of thousands in London. It was massive. And, of course, people like Alyssa Milano and the other Hollywoods, Chelsea Handlers and that tweeting about it. This is the crazy view of anti-Trump protests in London. You should see this at Donald Trump. Definitely a larger crowd than your inauguration, don't you think? I mean, look at all those people that oppose your uh, treasonous administration. And I responded, hilarious. All that hype and bluster for people who cannot legally vote in America. Right? And she's right? like, all the people in England opposing his treasonous administration. Okay. Um, wouldn't the people in England want him to have a treasonous administration? Yes. They're our allies, but they're still competition for us. 100%. I mean, you still, if you're president, even if you want to help your allies, you still want America to do a little bit better. That's yeah, that's exactly. your job, right? Yes. yes. You're leading. You got yes. your team's gonna be a little so anybody like that would want a treasonous and oh look at he's being treasonous, gonna take him down a peg. Everybody up go everybody else goes up a chair, right? Maybe she put should have picked a different word than treasonous. Yes. Your yes. outrageous administration. Your They're trying to impeach him, so treasonous sounds way better. Well that's what she was thinking, you. except that plays better to the home audience, not to the Yes. Foreign yes. audience. Because a lot of people were saying the 1776 call 
You know, we won a war. Hey, we right. don't shut up, lady. Oh, and then uh, Alyssa Milano going crazy because he stepped in front of the queen. Oh. Did you read the comments on that? I did. Most of them are like, shut up, Alyssa. Even yes. those that support her yes. or support the left, yes. they're like, listen, I hate this guy and he's wrong and blah, She's blah. She's 90-something. He's a well-fit guy. You think Trump doesn't take big steps than the little queen? Well, what they they all called her out because they're like, you can see by the video of him, quote-unquote, stepping in front of her. That's not what was going mm-hmm. on here. No. They're like, he was directed to go a certain way. She even motioned for him to move ahead, all of this stuff. This is this is not helping anything. Oh, it was fake outreach again. But think about this for a moment. Let's say he did walk in front of the queen. Okay. And her comments, when you see it, she put, uh, this is disgraceful at real Donald Trump. And then in all caps, she's the queen. And she's 92 years old. Yeah. Now, if you said this is disrespectful because she's elderly, yeah. she's 92. Yeah. Okay, Alyssa, you're wrong about this, but yes. I understand. But if you lead your outrage is because he treated a queen this way, doesn't that just mean you support the feudal system? Yep. Doesn't that just mean you support monarchs? Yep. Oh, that's right. She's a progressive. This she does. is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Instead of punching a total stranger this morning, punch these numbers into your phone. 888-900-3393. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. It's funny. So he stepped in front of the queen and that's some issue. Last week before their meeting, Mm -hmm. there was a story in the Business Insider. uh, Eight ways Trump could offend the queen when they finally meet. (laughs) That's a good one. Already expecting that he would. This is so silly. Yeah. Uh, the, you want to hear what the eight are? Please, please. You can look, but you can't touch. Yes. Not allowed to touch the queen. No, unless she initiates. Unless she initiates yeah. it. Uh, the funny thing is Michelle Obama did that. Really? Yeah, I think she put her hand on her shoulder or around her or something as they were Ooh. walking. Yeah. Yeah, you don't. Uh, let the queen take the lead. The queen's uh, supposed to lead. And it says, um, uh, the the Queen of the United Kingdom and other Commonwealth realms do not follow. She leads something Trump will have to bear in mind. If they're going to go anywhere or walk, have a walk around, the Queen will actually walk slightly in front or alongside Mr. Trump. Yeah. <clears throat> Makes sense. Um, here's the thing about that and the bowing. It's different if you're doing something to show respect. Yes. Versus something that is being subservient. And I'm sorry when it comes to England and the Queen... <clears throat> A foreign dignitary does not bow. Now, because that the bowing in England to the queen is about her being the queen. That's it. The bowing in an Asian country isn't about bowing to show subservience or to be subservient to a monarch. It's like a handshake. And there's the difference. That's her official handshake, period. Right, exactly. And you're still not bowing, you're not taking a knee, you're not doing anything like that. It's a head tip. So I can see the distinction there. If you meet a foreign dignitary and they do a, you know, a head tip that is the equivalent of a handshake, fine. That's the history of their bow. The history of the bow in the queen is the queen rules supreme. She is it. 
Right. No one is above her. But notice they put or walk alongside. Yeah, I'll walk alongside. Yeah. I'm not as a president. I'm not going to bow to the queen. No. I'm not going to. I'm not going to walk behind her. I'm not going to do any of that stuff. Yeah. I will. Um. You know, like I said, show her respect. <clears throat> but not as a monarch. I love number her. three. Remember how to address her. Yes, I love how that one has a little disclaimer at the bottom because NATO entered an emergency session on Thursday after Trump broke diplomatic protocol by calling German leader Angela Merkel by her first name. Really? Uh, an emergency session? Really? What's the emergency session? Because he Trump called her by her first name? Is the world going to end? Are we going to enter to World War Three because he said Angela? What? I mean... Are you supposed to address everybody at NATO by... Is, by the, is this a German thing or a NATO thing? German thing. Because it says, we're probably calling the German leader, Angela Merkel, by her first name. You know, aren't you also supposed to give your friends a little bit of a pass? True. I mean, I would hope if you're a diplomat, you would be understanding of a lot of these social faux pas, right? Yeah. But shouldn't you also give uh, friends the extra little bit yeah. of you know, understanding? Not everybody calls you a dog. You know, my D. Hey, D. Right. I mean, you're like, okay, fine. I mean, if, if it's offensive, yeah, you know, you're like, you don't understand that word in my culture means something different or whatever. Okay. Or if it's so troubling to the people that you get it back, hey, this isn't playing well back. Can you hook a brother up and not do this or whatever? Yeah. But you understand why people are acting the way they do. He wasn't, yeah. he wasn't insulting. He wasn't calling her by some no. uh, inappropriate term. Yeah. Wait. To be offered a seat before you sit when you're meeting the queen. Did you see the picture of Trump sitting down? That's a pretty cool picture of no. him waiting in the palace. That's a pretty mm -hmm. cool picture. Here's the thing about that. That is just common respect yeah. anywhere you are. Yeah. So, of course, I'm going to wait at that point. Yeah. And I would also expect the queen, if she's visiting the White House or America, to wait, yeah. to, wait uh, to be seated until she is asked uh, yep. to take a seat or yep. offered a seat. Because... That's just common courtesy. Uh, let's see here. And how many of these people would also abide by this stuff? How come when the, if the queen is traveling to the U.S. or whatever, does everything change? Nope. No. Nope. Not we, from their perspective. Yep. We must do whatever the queen does. No, I'm sorry. How many <laughs> don't play that? Yep. Number five, don't eat too fast or too slow. This has been a thing when it comes to even the, the royal family, yeah. the kids, the grandkids or whatever. When the queen finally makes a certain motion, everybody's done eating it if you're not done eating. <laughs> sorry. Uh, put the phones away, it says. Trump can't be on the phone too much. Otherwise, that could be troubling. Do not mention Brexit. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he already did to Theresa May. And uh, bow, but bow properly, it says. And that. Uh, and then here's the thing on that one. Stupid Milano is freaking out that he didn't bow and other people didn't bow. But it says Donald Trump and Melania Trump are not required to bow. Since they're not British citizens. There it is. And again, even if it is showing respect, there's a difference when it comes to royalty. Yes. People have to understand. I'm, I think it's it's a pretty obvious thing to understand. If the president bows out of respect, why do people bow to the queen? They bow to the queen because she is a sovereign. Yep. She's a ruler. They're bowing because of that. To the crown. If you bow to some other cultures, it has nothing to do with them being superior or whatever, or the crown. It has to do with respect. Now, if the lines are blurred for the emperor of Japan or something, where, okay, is it because he's a sovereign or royal because, or whatever, yeah. or is it whatever? I get it. 
But I would have no problem with a head tip if you're meeting somebody in Japan or Asia or Korea, wherever. But I'm absolutely not, as a president, ever going to do that. No, no, for, and you the, shouldn't. For the crown. You should not bow would to the not crown. not do it. Because, and then a lot of people, in it, in, on the Alyssa Milano one, and you said it's like, if you put it in perspective, the queen and the president are at the same level. Right. They're both leaders of their countries. So why even, should why should they do that to each other? And I would even say, and maybe this is just my Americanism, queen's even a step back. Prime minister, okay, I'll put that yeah. at the same level yes. as the president. Yes, yes. Because they, they'll be the first to tell you, queen's just a figurehead, yet they all still do all this nonsense. It's more cultural uh, and historic. Yes. It's, it's pomp and circumstance. It's tradition rather than actually meaning anything. They, they'll tell you that themselves. But, of course, they still put the queen on all the money and go through all this BS. So, mm-hmm. yeah. By the way, Prince Charles, Prince William, unwilling to meet with Trump. Good. I don't want them. <laughs> I don't care. Good. Okay. They're like, we're not going to do it. They made it up like, well, they get things do whatever, blah, blah. It turns out they were just snubbing him. Okay. Yeah, you think Trump's going to like lose yeah. sleep over that? He's not going to lose, lose sleep. sleep. No. Trump on his way to Helsinki, I think it is, to meet with uh, the uh, to Putin. Meet with Putin. Oh, yeah. Me and, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, I think it's Finland is where they're meeting. But yeah, he's meeting with him today. And no one figure out what, what are they meeting about? What's the purpose of this? Maybe there is something specific on the agenda that he's hoping for, or maybe it's just him trying to lay some more foundational friendship, move down the road. Um, I like what he said on his way where he is not my enemy and he's not my friend. Did you see that? No, I did not see that. No. Yeah, yeah he um, mentioned that Someone asked him about enemy or friendship or something, and he said, no, Putin is not. This is really smart. Okay. I've, I don't know if I've ever heard anybody mention it this way, a president or anything, anybody of significance in America even, mm-hmm. that he is competition. Okay. That is not only smart and unique, that's pretty presidential on his part. He's saying that Putin is competition? Term. Yeah. Okay. He said he's not my enemy. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, is he, he's your friend. I got you in a trap there, Donnie. He goes, no, he's not my friend. I don't know him well enough. Oh, how simple. So you don't have to be friends or enemies? It no. doesn't have to be one or the other? Thank you. You could be acquaintances. You could be yeah. nothing. You could yeah. be. But I like that he said competition. He didn't say adversary. That sends a different Competition. Message. Isn't that brilliant? Yes, it is. We're not friends. We're not allies. We're not enemies. We are competition. We're both. And he went on. We're both trying to get the best deal for our country. We're trying to do this, that, or the other. Isn't that how you should look at people like that? Unless they have declared war War. on you. Unless they're actively doing these things. And what a great way to take part in diplomacy. To throw this stuff out there in the form of competition. Because it disarms them. Awesome. Hey, do we have the uh, Trump uh, clip at the press conference? Get that ready. I have to share this with you. This is so... Okay, so Uh, I just gave him his due. (laughs) He was very presidential in the way he said that, and unique and creative, good for him. I gave him his due last week when it came to uh, the way he handled uh, NATO. NATO. The NATO breakfast. The way he brought that up, I was like, wow, it's pretty clever. This, not so presidential. Not quite presidential. No? Here he is. Uh, who's the um, uh, Acosta? Jim Acosta from CNN at this press conference. Trump's trying to call on people, and Acosta tries to accost him. 
Nice. Jim Acosta. I like, I like this, that. This this is who Acosta is. He's a, a caricature. Yes, he of has himself. become that. Yes, sadly, He's, yes. Yeah, I mean, and in his effort to hold him accountable, whatever. Trump has so neutered Acosta. He is so just taking the legs out that Costa is has been relegated to in the back of the room shouting things like a child. And it just makes him look more and more weak and impotent. Trump has literally have bought a hotel in his brain. He's camping out. Yeah. He's in there. He's living in there. Anything that Trump will do, he's like, and then right. Trump goes, Ugh. And and you you look like the yappy little yes. dog. Like, actually, not even that significant. No, no. Ac- Jim Acosta has become honestly a, a joke with this, and everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. It's amazing. It's like it's not sticking as much to CNN because no. people don't even know where reporters work yeah. anymore. Or whatever they probably remember Jim Acosta. Yeah. Even if they know the name, the guy, what he said in the past, more than that, it's affiliated with CNN. It's funny because you can see other reporters. And I want to sit next to Acosta. Where's Acosta sitting? I Does do not know? want to be Somebody next know? to I'm not with him. Uh, not does with anybody him. know where he sits? Because I don't want to sit next to him. I mean, we know the history. You know that has to happen in the pool. Crazy, of course. You know, in the right. press pool, they're all like, where's Acosta sitting? Oh, okay. Let me see. So Trump begins to call on reporters, and he calls on one, and Acosta just starts yelling things. <laughs> and it's not even like good things. It's not even like you're the loyal opposition trying to get questions. He's such a weak character anyways. And then he's thrown out this nonsense. It doesn't even look like he's out to get Trump. No, he's it's just like it's like yelling nonsense, like gibberish almost. Whatever he could get out there, he's it's, gonna get out it's there. It's weird. Yes. It's bizarre. CNN yeah. is actually losing this battle mm. now. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so Trump calls on another reporter, Acosta starts yelling stuff, and then Trump has Trump has some comments. Here we go. John Roberts, go ahead, John. No, no. John Roberts, go ahead. CNN's fake news. I don't well, take sir, questions. I don't take questions from CNN. CNN is fake news. I don't take questions from CNN. John Roberts of Fox. Let's go right. to a real let's go to a real network. John, let's go. Well, we're a real network too, sir. Thank you, Mr. President. Did you hear that last bleeding comment? We're a real network, Mr. President. We do. We have cameras and everything. We've got a studios down there we in Atlanta. Do. We have lights and yeah. cameras, and there's people there working, too. Yeah, we got reporters. We're real. Yeah. We're real. We're really there. Like a five-year-old. Telling us we're not. I knew you are, but what am I? Well, we're a real network, too, sir. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. <laughs> That's basically, I knew what you are, but what am I? Play this again for the beginning. Here we go. Again, it's not presidential, but I do love that he's kicking Acosta in the teeth. I'm going to go ahead yes, and admit that. Yes, yes, yes. Since you attacked CNN, can I ask you a question? John Roberts, go ahead, John. No, no. John Roberts, go ahead. CNN's fake news. I don't take questions. I don't take questions from CNN. CNN is fake news. I don't take questions from CNN. John Roberts of Fox. Let's go to a real, let's go to a real network. John, let's go. Well, we're a real network, too, sir. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you. Oh my God, so wonderful! Uh, you know who the best is in best shape there, John Roberts. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because you're the star pupil, just yes. waiting for the the bad pupil yep. to be chastised and punished, and then you get to ask your question. Can I get my gold star now? Yeah, you're already in. <laughs> yeah, you're in. You- Doesn't matter. He he already said he likes me. Right? You're in. What a great position. And then you just keep, hope it keeps going, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just keep keep our customer. Keep going. He calls you fake news. <laughs> the only thing missing is Roberts, John Roberts, looking over his shoulder and giving the meh. 
<laughs> Tongue out and even, everything. Or yeah. even just a subtle one. You just give them the kind of, you know, the, the smirk. The straw? The, the agent straw. Struck. Exactly. You give them the agent straw smirk. You give them them. <laughs> right? Oh, that's so much fun. Yeah, fake news. They're fake news. No, CNN. I don't take questions from CNN. It's fake news. And by the way, do you and the, hear- and the more Acosta keeps trying, the more he slaps him yeah. around. But they haven't realized that about this guy. This guy reacts. That's what he is. Even if you hate Trump, even if you don't like his ideas, if you think he's been a horrible president, whatever, that's fine. Learn the lesson. Yeah. Trump reacts. That's who he is. Especially and if he doesn't like you. Whether he's serious about it, whether he's deep or shallow, does not matter. No, no. Mm-mm. He reacts. It's possible Trump is so dumb. That he believes um, people are his friends when they suck up. Got Maybe it. he loves yes men. Maybe he buys into it. Maybe he just does that for negotiating. It could be genius. He could be a moron. I don't know. But the fact is, he reacts. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, Mr. President, you're the best man. You're just <laughs> love the tie. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Man, you're here. And you're mm-hmm. presidential. And you're taking the... He's going to be like, thank you. Thank you very much. I am. And he's just going <laughs> to just gonna love it, lap it up, whatever. If you yeah. give him the business, he is going to slap you around. Yes, he is. And an epic one. By the way, did you see every time he says fake news? Like he's so Fake cadence. news. He, fake news. Like he loves that, the term. He loves that term. He loves the he's sound. Like, fake <laughs> news. You're right. The second one, oh, he the got second, it. The second one, he's like, bam. He's like, see, that is fake news. Fake news. The, That's fake right. News. He's fake like, news. yes. Gotcha. <laughs> fake news. It's... <laughs> He's like, he's All right, pick it up at the first fake news or around there. We'll hear this or whatever so we can hear. But listen to your right. Fake news. Fake news. Uh, John Roberts, go ahead, John. No, no. John Roberts, go ahead. CNN's fake news. I don't well, take sir, questions. I don't take questions from CNN. CNN is fake news. I don't take questions from CNN. John Roberts, a f- See? He's like CNN's fake news. Oh, that's right. That's my buzz that's phrase. Fake news. fake news. Got CNN is fake news. I don't take questions from CNN. John so wonderful. <laughs> All right. So that's what's going on in the world of uh, the presidency today. <laughs> Get your tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. It's at Doc Thompson Show and at Real Chris Cruz. The iTarget Pro system is available for it. you right now. Yes, they are available for you at iTargetPro.com. It's the letter I, TargetPro.com. It's a uh, target uh, practice system that allows you to see where you're dry firing. Normally, you dry fire, you can't see where the bullet would have hit, so you got to take your best guess. And you know what? That's better than never firing your gun. Dry firing is fine. A lot of people, um, uh, people that are regularly target shooters, will dry fire 10, 15 times what they do at the range because they're still getting some practice in. Now you get the best of both worlds by being able to dry fire just over and over and also seeing where you would have hit. It's the bridge between dry firing and going to the range, and it's so inexpensive. It's under $100 for the system. List $89 on the website at itargetpro.com. Get 10% off of the promo code DOC. Pick it up today. You got a lot of different uh, events coming up towards the end of the year. You got the holidays. They're not that far off. This might be one to go ahead and file away right now. It makes great back-to-school gifts. (laughs) Does it? It does. You know what? You're right. The world we're on in today, yes. It does. It does make good. I'm not saying take it to school because no, that whole gun no, on campus yes. thing is going to be bad for you, but, whatever those campuses are. But practicing? Yeah. 
right, we're halfway through July. Kids going to be going to college or back to school in probably another month or so. Hey, make sure that they are up and skilled and know what they're doing. It's a great back to school gift. Wow, you got me. Am I right? So good. Makes a great Labor Day gift. Take it to those Labor Day picnics. That's the beauty of iTarget Pro. Works so many great places, outdoors, indoors. Just go to iTargetPro.com. Use that promo code DOC. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, 888-900-3393. I get the tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today. It's at Doc Thompson. Show it real Chris Cruz. Uh, James in Louisiana saying, I'm pretty sure George Washington still has the most treasonous administration, according to the British. Oh, Ain't that something? That's a good point. That's isn't, a, isn't that like true right there? You're right, Alyssa Milano. The one administration that has the most treasonous should be George Washington because we went against the crown. You're right. You're right. See, they would know that. They know. So she's saying she's putting Trump in uh, line with George Washington. Wow. She holds him to high high esteem. I want her out there for 2020. You want her out there? I want her out there too. And bring this up. He's just like George Washington. (laughs) The crown hates him. The people of England hate him. The people don't hate him. Yep. There it is. Oh, my gosh. We all have to troll uh, Alyssa Milano's comments and everybody else about this. Oh, that's gold, Jerry. It's gold. Different references to, oh, my gosh, he's just like George Washington. Mm-hmm. The, the people of London, the people of England hate him. The people of the United Kingdom hate him. Yep. Oh, my. You know how people will melt down? Yep. 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 You need you need to write it the right, just the right way so they don't know you're trolling them. Yep. Do you do it as a question? So you're saying he's like George Washington because the crown hates him? Yeah, you could put it. Yeah, you could put it as a question. Yeah. Oh, let's get it done. Yep. Yep. Uh, Sumi saying, "Give him the stroke. The stroke is a thing now. Give him the stroke." <laughs> Libertarian. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> a little more feminine. He's though. almost <laughs> like a muppet. If you notice that, they shake it and they shake the muppet. <laughs> <laughs> like the, no, the way he he had his arms down. Yes, and he's thin like Grover. Yes, and he's like this. <laughs> and that stupid smirk. That stupid smirk. I can't even do the smirk. Wow, that makes me dizzy. How is he not dizzy? <laughs> Libertarian t- uh, tweeting out what I learned today. Dear diary, today I told Trump that CNN is real network. I really showed him. <laughs> Hashtag. Jim Acosta Diary. <laughs> that is so wonderful. That is fantastic. Yep. Oh, that's good. Get the tweets and hashtag what I learned today. Patriot Mobile, they're waiting for you to sign up today. This is such a simple thing you could do to help so many people. We met with the uh, folks at Patriot Mobile again last week. Yeah, we did. And they were, uh, we were talking about Credo Mobile. And I said, oh, my gosh, guys. <laughs> I said, I had forgotten what the mobile company was that uh, caused you to start Patriot mm-hmm. Mobile. And I said, and then I saw that stuff about Credo Mobile. And they're like, right? I was like, yes, that's it. Credo Mobile was started to go ahead and funnel money to progressive candidates during, it was 2010 or 2012 election, one of the two. And it worked. 
They started a quote-unquote business and used the profits of that business to funnel money to people that they wanted to support. And they realized that it helped. That They being the people at Patriot Mobile, group of guys who said we can start and do something to kind of you know defend against some of that. And they're also capitalists, so you know it's going to work real well. And they started it. Well, then we see stuff, little blurbs about Credo Action, which is the action arm of Credo Mobile, doing all kinds of outrageous things like going to the homes of of candidates and uh, cabinet members or whatever and protesting. And that's just unacceptable. Anyways, Patriot Mobile, they do so much good in the world. And you can help do good just by switching from big mobile. Whatever your big mobile, whatever your mobile provider, if it's not Patriot Mobile, you're funneling money to the wrong people. Patriot Mobile has great deals this month as well. Is it... uh, Motorola E4 Motorola or E4, E4 Plus. or E4 Plus for four, four bucks. bucks a month, and they'll give you fifteen hundred dollars to switch. Fifteen hundred dollars to pay off any past bill or taxes or fees on phones. Fifteen hundred dollars per, per account. account. So go to patriotmobile.com/doc today. Do it today. Patriotmobile.com/doc or eight hundred eight Patriot. Good morning, Blaze. Sorry, we didn't mean to offend you. Actually, yeah, we did. This is the morning, Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. Okay, I'm sorry. It's just way too douchey. What is? Way too douchey. What is? Okay, uh, I've told you I have a uh, love-hate relationship with Elon Musk. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Today, this moment, it's the uh, hate relationship. Whoa, what did he do? He's being way too douchey. How is he being douchey? Come on, man. Come on. Well, hold on. First story, what story are you talking about? He said he slept on the floor of the factory. What's wrong with that? That's leadership. He want. Are you kidding me right now? He wants to be with his worker. I think it was like Hell Week, or their equivalent of a Hell Week. Are you kidding me right now? You're gonna be really. Would you I, know? No, I just this is so douchey. So let me explain what's going on. He said that um, while they were uh, working on, I think it was the Tesla Three. Yes, the Tesla. And 3. I don't remember which one. He said it was uh, it was production hell is what they called it. it wasn't hell mm-hmm. week. It was, they were it was just horrible. Yeah. Everything was was going falling apart on it. And he said during the uh, the week leading up to it, during that week, he said he slept on the floor of the factory. Now, by itself, that line, I was like, wow, that is dedication. That's commitment. Good for you. Yeah, you're just like I'm right here. I'm up and working the whole time. Man, that's good. But the reason behind it is so douchey. He did it because he wanted to suffer more than any other employee. How is that douchey? Um, How is that douchey? Because, see, he owns the company. Okay. So when he suffers, he gets money. Hmm. You uh. see, it's easy to suffer when okay. you know that you can end the suffering whenever you want. When you're an employee, 
not that they're not making good money. I don't know what they make, but they mm-hmm. obviously don't have his. They can't just say, oh, you know what? I'll have $2 million today. They don't get to do that. Their long hours, they have to do. His long hours, he could quit anytime he wants. Do you see what I'm saying? That's just, you're not suffering like your employees. You're just not. And I don't see the the advantage of going, look at this. I'm sleeping on the floor, guys. That's just douchey. That's just, come on, man. I thought he showed great leadership. That he's there. He's not at home chilling on his Leadership, no, you're right. That's great. To say, I'm here the whole time. To say, uh, I wanted to suffer more than them. Don't you, I mean, you make that, okay, right here on this hard concrete, right here. Assuming he didn't have like, you know, bedding and all this stuff. He probably had a sleeping bag. Okay, fine. What would you and I have said if we'd been working there? We said, dude, just sleep on the friggin' couch right there in your office. Just Just being here. Yeah. If, if he was just there 24-7, you'd go, okay, good. That's a good boss. You're putting in the time. Yeah. To purposely not sleep on the couch in the next room, you're just being douchey with this. You're not helping me by this. You know what? Put an extra 40 bucks in the old paycheck, buddy. That'll help out. You being here shows your commitment. No, no. I wanted to suffer as much as my employees. In fact, more than them. What are you, a martyr? <laughs> You're the Tesla 3 martyr. <laughs> he said, I feel like I have a great debt to the people of Tesla. Good. Put some cash in the old paycheck. That'll be good. He said, the reason I slept on the floor was not because I couldn't go across the road and be at a hotel. It was because I wanted my circumstances to be worse than anyone else's at the company. Whenever they felt pain, I wanted mine to be worse. I'd be willing to bet that most of the employees there, maybe you had a boss or something, mm-hmm. but they probably did not work 24-7 like he did. No. No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, so him being there more than them, they know that. As an employee, you know this. If the guy's there 24-7, putting in and, and sleeves literally rolled up, neck, and he's on the line next to you operating some punch press and doing whatever he can – you're saying, wow, that guy's in this working just as hard or harder. And if he's bringing in, you know, some lunches for everybody, you know, because you're there extra hours, that's good. I look at a boss like that and I go, good, you got it. But them going, guys, look at this. I've been sleeping on the floor. It's worse than you. That's just douchey. Yeah. And by the way, the average is $39,000 per year for a production specialist. 39000 Yeah. Where do they make them? Do we know? Uh, Is it California? No, California, yeah. Because he yeah. lives in LA. Yeah. Thirty nine thousand huh? And then a hardware engineer is hundred and forty seven thousand dollars per year. How much? hundred and forty seven thousand. Okay, that's good. Hardware engineer. Thirty nine thousand. That's not a lot of no, cash because no. they think this is and Bay was, Area even. Yeah, California. and I want to know what is a production associate. Yeah, uh, I mean that like sounds a, like a lower end like position lower, or yeah. entry level. Yeah. Thirty nine thousand yeah. isn't even like the average American salary is 40-ish, low 40s right yeah. now. But in California, you need twice that amount just to be normal. Yeah. It is horrible. I mean, you can't you can't buy property. You can't buy a house. Mm-mm. You can barely afford to rent. That's something your spouse better be making some serious cash or you yeah. better... Wait a minute. Hang on. Before you get triggered by this, I'm not saying he has to pay no. them more. No. I'm no, not no. saying that at all. He doesn't have to pay them anything. If they've made the deal, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, what is a 
livable yeah. wage there. A forklift operator, $16 per hour, sixteen sixty per hour. Um, outside of the Bay Area, that's not horrible. Mm-mm, no. And a logistic analyst. Factories 50, in Fremont outside of LA, San Francisco? Yeah, Fremont, yeah. Just, Fremont, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then $55 an hour for a logistics analyst. Okay, I don't know how that compares to uh, what Normal, other companies yeah, pay, but yeah. that's pretty good wage. That, that is pretty good. I, it has some good wages, you know, so I'm not saying. But it's really yeah. interesting to see uh, all these salaries because another thing, too, is like in order to get a job with Elon, you have to be referenced by an employee. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So it's not like, hey, you know, I, I just, here's my resume, Elon. Can you hire me? No, you have to have references from employees. And that employee is like, if you messed up and you were the one that gave that reference, right. you're in hot waters, baby. But he trusted you. Interesting. That's a that's a pretty good culture. I'm yeah. guessing people work there. He probably does treat people very yeah. well. It's not that. I just hate the dramatic martyr part of it. Um, assuming he treats his people well, that they that's the culture they have around there, good for him. Yeah. I really like that. You brought yeah. it back a little bit. Yeah. But don't don't say, Elon, don't put it that way. Just say I'm try. I try to work as hard as my employees. Yeah. Just say that. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'm assuming that's what he meant, and it's nice that he has this attitude. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's trying as a boss. Mm-hmm. Just came across a little douchey. Now, we found out that Elon donated forty thousand to a Republican PAC. Yes, he did. Yep, he's one of the top fifty donors last quarter to a PAC aimed at Republican control of the House. This, according to new FEC filings. And as soon as this information broke, the left melted down. (laughs) Chelsea Handler tweeting, nice to know the person responsible for making electric cars is able to divorce himself from climate change by donating to the, so many words, so many, (laughs) let me pause here. Um, (laughs) You know, the reason for making an electronic uh, electric car is not exclusively because you believe in climate change. Nope. You know, you could also make an electric car because you want to make money. Yeah. If you thought they would sell. Listen, by by the way, I will sell people a Save the Planet t-shirt. Yes. Yes, you will. I'll sell them, I'll yes, sell them an will. Earth Day t-shirt. <laughs> In fact, I will stand out at an Earth Day rally and sell them all kinds of paraphernalia. Save the Earth. I'll do it. I'll have one on while selling it to them mm. because I am also a capitalist. capitalist. And if they're stupid enough to buy one of those shirts, they're stupid enough to buy it from somebody else. Thank Why you. not buy it from me? Thank you. Thank you. They're still going to believe that crap. Yes. They're, them wearing a t-shirt isn't going to convince anybody else. Nope. You, you're walking through the supermarket and you go, honey, you know, I just don't believe in man-caused climate change or didn't. Until I saw that hippie chick-looking uh, girl over there buying the organic rutabagas <laughs> in a beret and a Save the Planet t-shirt. And now I've got to rethink everything I am. You know what? Let's give to Greenpeace. Come on. You're, no one's doing that. You just roll your eyes and move on. You're not yes. convincing anybody by putting a slogan on a t-shirt. So guess what? I'll sell you that crap. I'll sell you an electric car. There are other reasons that you would potentially want to make an electric car. Maybe you think it'll go faster. Maybe you think it'll operate quieter. Maybe you think it'll lose, use less fuel. It'll yep. be cheaper to operate. Whatever the reason. You just think you could do it better? Okay. But in their mind, 
Electric car. Elon Musk must be a green nut. Saving the planet. By the way, he may be a green nut. Yeah. In spite of giving money to Republicans. Yep. Are there any other reasons you would want to support a Republican other than their views on climate change? Oh, they're in power now. Everything! You could say, I am 100% lock, stock, and barrel with the Republican platform. Except that climate change thing. I just believe in that nonsense. You could say, I believe in everything that the Republicans stand for. I don't support that climate change. I believe everything else except abortion. We got to let women kill babies. Yeah. It's not all or nothing. Nope. But anyways, back to the brilliance of Chelsea Handler. <laughs> nice to know the person responsible for making electric cars is able to divorce himself from climate change by donating to the very people who deny its existence. I traded my Tesla in last week after my friend's Tesla caught fire, so I saved a trip. Hmm? What? 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 That doesn't... What? Okay, so, of course, you have to just start uh, uh, trashing yes. the cars. Yes, yes. The Funny. cars are no longer a earth-loving car. They no longer work. They're a piece of crap. Yeah. Funny, she didn't just offer up what a piece of crap Teslas are last week. No. She waited no. until this week. Yes. That's how you know it's true. Yes. Okay. Yes. I traded my Tesla in last week after my friend's Tesla caught fire. So I saved a trip. I don't know. Okay, I that. get the I traded it in after it caught fire, but, which so, by the way is probably crap. Yes. But okay. So I saved a trip to what? You took a trip to the de- Right, Neil, hold on. What am I what is the trip she's talking she's, about saving? Do she's you? saying, well, I didn't have to go back to Tesla this week to trade it in because I took the trip last. I don't know. She still took the trip. I don't get it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What are you? And she still give te- gave Tesla the money. Hmm. Let's see. Divorce. Okay, I'm lost. I can't figure out any other trip. Neil, I think you're right. So I saved a trip from future... She, she, no. lives, she lives in her own world, Doc, you know. Because here's the thing. If yours catches fire, you're not making a trip to Tesla. No. 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 You're just you're just calling an Uber to get your ass home. <laughs> Car caught fire. What do you Car caught fire? I don't know. Okay. Wow. Chelsea. Okay. I, there was an activist, Greg House. You know activist Greg oh, House. I I got all his books. Really? Because yes. I have them on audio tape. Oh. He uh, tweeted, at Elon Musk, hey, at Elon Musk, this is very disappointing. Fighting the good fight against climate change and for the future doesn't include funding Republicans who do the exact opposite. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Um, Thank you. Maybe, again, he's not interested in man-caused yeah. climate change, or maybe yeah. he is. You guys are assuming this. This was really, they thought he was one of theirs. Yep. And the funny thing, Doc, they were not the only ones. There's, I got a couple of good ones here. This Karishma goes and says, I can't believe I told people I'll F Elon Musk for a Tesla, and then he turned out to be a Republican. Like, I trusted you, Elon, and now I look like a fool shaking my head. <laughs> what? Um, guys, <laughs> there's another thing here. Um. Why did you buy the car? Did you buy the car to support a billionaire that you believe thought like you? 
Or did you buy the car because it's an electric car and you stupidly think that electric cars are better for the environment? Yes. Yes. So wouldn't the electric car still help save the planet by their standards? Yep. So really this was about supporting the billionaire? Yes. So you're okay with billionaires, a two-class system. Remember, Bernie Sanders, we got too many people that are Mm -hmm. the 1%. The 1%, yep. You're okay with those billionaires as long as they think like you. Is that it? Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. By the way, electric cars are not better for the planet because that electricity comes from where? Little plug in the wall. Yeah. Guess where the plug in the wall gets it? From the wires. Thank That's where you. the wires get it. All the way from the factory that creates electricity. And you know where they create it? In the factory with? Coal? Coal. Oh. Primarily. Huh. Still today. Most electri- electric uh, electricity today is generated via coal at power plants. <laughs> yes, you have some via nuclear. You got hydroelectric still in places like the Hoover Dam. But most of it still comes from burning coal. So whether I'm burning a fossil fuel in the tank or whether I'm burning a fossil fuel at the factory, what's it matter? What's it matter? But yep. they don't get that. It yep. says electric dock, so it's not putting gasoline in the car. <laughs> okay, cool. If, if you see the distinction, I don't. Go All for right, it. fine. But yes, you should still be willing to support those electric cars if you believe this. But man, Oh, everybody was triggered them. yesterday. It was amazing you to see. you have other see. ones you said or no? Oh, no, no. Just, oh, okay. just uh, but it was amazing to see that people were like, how dare you, Elon? You donated to those. And I went through the, uh, what's it, Open Secrets? Yeah. He's been donating for a while. So it's not something that, you oh, my God, the it. Republicans are, are in power. I must give him money. No, he's been donating for a while now. And come on, doesn't that make sense that he's a, a, a hybrid of what Republican believes? I, uh, I got to tell you, I'm, uh, I, there's a lesson to be learned here. There is one overall lesson. Actually, okay. it's, it's a question to be asked. Okay. Um, why isn't he advertising this program then? <laughs> that is so true. That's, uh, that's that how is, come. <laughs> that is so true. I got to tell you, my love-hate relationship with Elon Musk would change a whole lot if he was. <laughs> it would be a little more love and a little less hate. So is your love for sale? A little bit. A little bit? A little bit. 20 bucks is 20 bucks, you know? (laughs) The next generation of talk radio. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network. Culturally diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. So I, I haven't even looked yet, but I'm guessing on the Twitter somebody has asked the question now. What did I do since with my you hands? did? No, you, you. How much is Doc's love? Oh, uh, twenty bucks. Twenty bucks same as downtown. <laughs> exactly. You said it at the end. Uh, no, I said twenty bucks is twenty bucks. Ah, okay. Well, yeah, close enough. So it's out there. Yes, All right. Yes. Get him in. Tweet hashtag what I learned today. Uh, Scruffy Nefferter saying Elon Musk surely knows how to trigger some snowflakes. He really does. Now, Elon Musk has given money to Democrats as well. He gave yep. to Hillary and Obama mm-hmm, and whatever. Mm-hmm. He's just given disproportionately yes. to the Republicans. Yes. Yeah. It's funny. This has uh, this is now 
just starting to bite people. For example, in the past, the reason you give money to both sides or different is so you can always be in good standing with the candidate, with the party, and with the masses because you go, hey, I've donated to Hillary Clinton. Hey, I've donated to Barack Obama or whatever it is. You just have to look at how much they gave to both sides. He has given disproportionately in favor of the Republicans. It's like when we always talk about Patriot Mobile. There it is. All those cell phone companies, yes, they donate to both sides, but they might donate to Planned Parenthood the full maximum, you know, and they might give, you know, 50 bucks to the NRA. It is not even close when it comes to Big Mobile. Yeah. The, this, the standard names you know, AT&T, the Verizons, whatever. When you really dive in and look at where they've given, it is not even oh, close. No, no. It, it's, it's like double digits when it comes to uh, conservative or like when it comes to guns, the mm-hmm. NRA. It's like $58. Sometimes in it's triple digits, $328. How much did you give to the other side? Uh, anti-gun causes total. Mm-hmm. Uh, $4 million. <laughs> Yeah. It is yep. that disproportionate, yep, yep, yep. but they just want to be able to compl- uh, campaign on or issue press releases that they too gave to the NRA. And the good news is, let's say something happens where the NRA falls out of favor, then okay. they can go, we've decided to pull, we we were only given like $328 a year anyway. It's not that much. So it's not that much, but yeah, well, and it's easy for them, but I can't believe it hasn't worked more the other way where people started saying, you gave to Hillary and Obama, so I'm not buying a Tesla. No, no, no. We gave dis- We only gave a little bit. We're really on the. See, they've always been able to use this. Well, we give to everybody, or we gave to your people. Yep. Now it's like, no, you gave to those people. That's gonna. You're gonna see more and more of that. Yes, you are. Especially with all of these uh, boycotts and everything. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Well, it already started over the weekend. Boycott Tesla. Yeah. Sweetheart, I'm sorry. If you're saying boycott Tesla, that means you cannot afford it because Tesla's vehicles are very expensive. Yeah, they're not cheap. They're, what's they're, what's the cheapest now? When uh, he finally did that was Model Three, uh, right? Model, I don't know which model. But it was, the last one he came out with, they finally brought the price down. I did they even get down to forty? I don't think so. I think they were around. I'm just going from memory here. His goal was to get them cheaper, but I think he got them down to around forty-ish. That's what I was. Well, the starting, you know, for the roast, uh, the the one that he sent to Mars is a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. What are the others? <laughs> do you see? I'm looking for the other ones. Yeah, I think it was down there. While you're looking that up, I want to tell people about Riduzone. Thank God for Riduzone helping so many people drop the pounds. It's just difficult when you're trying to lose weight because you need some extra little oomph. I mean, can you do it on your own? Yeah. And you know it's got to be a lifestyle change, but I'm telling you, those first couple of weeks, man, that's rough. And then some people. You know, it's an ongoing struggle for us. I get it. Stop struggling by yourself and just go to RidUZone.com. R-I-D-U-Zone.com. Try it. Why not try it for a couple of weeks, a month, and see if it helps? If it doesn't, you're out one small fee of trying it. But if it does, it's going to be the key, the linchpin you've been waiting for to finally set your life right. And I'm telling you, we have had great success around here with it. You got to actually take it when you order it. Of course. But it works on new tech. This is not something that's been around for a thousand years. They finally made a concentrated amount of OEA, something that makes you feel fuller in concentrated amounts and also boosts your metabolism. When they figured out the science of this molecule called OEA, they said, hey, we can do this. We can, we can help a lot of people. And Riduzone brought it to market, and it works. Riduzone.com. R-I-D-U-Zone.com. 
think about where you're at right now. It's July 16th. How much do you need to lose? <laughs> 10, 15, <laughs> 20, 50? It would be reasonable to say that within six weeks of Riduzone, mm-hmm. you could you lose 15, 20 pounds, whatever, depending upon wow. your metabolism, what you got going. Imagine being down that much by Labor Day. Where are you going for Labor Day? Going to the big Labor Day outing, the picnic, right, six weeks from now? Think about being able to wear something a lot smaller that looks a lot better. Think about the barbecues you're going to be going to in the next month or so where you're saying, I'm going to need some help feeling fuller and staying away from it. Riduzone is the thing you've been looking for. R-I-D-U-Zone.com. The retail price, the window sticker price is $45,200. Yeah, so see, $45,000. And the highest is $80,000. Yeah, for a lot of us, um, that's still pretty pricey. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, man, I struggle over those extra couple thousand dollars. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people, you know, probably have accepted you're going to buy a car in the low 20s. And you could get cars for 16000 yep. you know, new cars or whatever. But they're those entry level, small, plasticky, not real solid, no bells and whistles. But man, when I get up to like 25, 26, 27, 28,000, I'm like, every penny. It is such a struggle for me. I think my mother-in-law's uh, oh, yeah, minivan you, when I bought it. Yeah, you bought her a new car. I'm trying to remember what the sticker was. It was around 30. Mm. It, might, it was like 28.5, something like that. Mm-hmm. I, it's where I, it was killing me to be that high. <laughs> and it's just, I mean, cars are a bit of a scam. Uh. Cars are, I think about it. What you? I got to get mine fixed today. My mom's Honda's Fit's having some trouble. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I got to get it fixed today. It's just always with the maintenance. You know? oh. And people don't take that into consideration, especially when you're a kid. You're like, I want a new car. I, I just spent 800 bucks fixing the AC for my car. Right. So. I know. I know. By the way, I got an interesting tweet. Hillary Clinton tweeted this. Greg, World Cup, question for President Trump as he meets Putin. Do you know which team you play for? What? what is- Do you know which team you play for, Donald Trump? Okay, we have a new entry in the stupidest tweet today contest the morning blaze with doc thompson only on the blaze radio network Hey, it's Doc Thompson. If you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. The podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. The collision of common sense and comedy. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Jeremy Dye is joining us now from FirstLiberty.org. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? So uh, how was D.C.? We know you were up there. It was good. You know, I was there for the end of the Supreme Court's term, and we got to see a, a quick end uh, to the, the term. It was a, an exciting end of the term, right? We had all these cases that came down kind of last minute. We had a win at the Supreme Court with our case from Marianne Sauce, the lady who was not allowed to pray in her own home. Oh, wow. Uh, very cool decision that Which came out there. Which one was that? That was... That was Marianne Sauce. She was in her home late one night. Please come to the door. Demand to be let in. They're there on a noise complaint. She finds out like an hour later. Oh, that's right. That yeah. one, right. Yeah. yeah. And so they, they were able to send that back. It's called her Grant Vacate and Remand, or if you want to sound cool, GVR. <laughs> uh, and they, 
they send that back down to the Tenth Circuit saying, hey, look, you got it wrong, do it again. Uh, and so that, that's a great victory. One of the that's great good, lines yeah. in there that you didn't think needed to be said anymore, but apparently uh, the Supreme Court <laughs> had to articulate this. They said that um, it is unquestionable that prayer is protected by the First Amendment. Well, oh. good thing... <laughs> Good thing we know that now. I mean, you wouldn't think again that would have to be Thank said. God they're on the record. Age. In today's world, maybe we go ahead and have the Supreme Court reiterate all of those, right? Just yeah. to leave. No, it's wow. really good, though. I mean, we're going to be quoting that case in a lot of That's awesome. that line, a lot of cases into the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, very important victory there. Well, uh, that ha- does also stave off the old, hey, that thing is, you know, hundreds of years old. Right. Right. That whole argument, the living, breathing document. Or who was it last week that says it's 200 and, or 1776? Oh, yes. When they, <laughs> it was the, the CNN girl. The CNN girl, yeah. Was that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I may want to go back quite. and look at that history. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's funny. You started the segment, but I have a surprise for you guys. What do you got? I got, hey, Neil, can we hit that surprise right there, Uh-oh. please? Did you know Moses was the first person to download directly from the cloud to the tablet? It's true. I, I, I saw it on the internet. Freedom Monday continues with Doc Thompson and the Barbarians on the Morning Blaze. You know, you could have just waited and done that at a commercial break or something. No, or no, told look me at ahead that. of time. No, I don't, want, time. I don't want it to give you ahead of time because yeah, I've was... been working on that for like two days. <laughs> well, thank God your time was uh, well spent. It, well spent. It, thank you. Yeah, thank as a you. producer, I would and like to be And by working on it, he had somebody else produce. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I give him the, the ideas. Okay, very good. So what else uh, happened in D.C.? <laughs> well, we got a, got a case now in Arkansas that I think you guys are oh. going to be very interested in. Uh, in Waldron, Arkansas, Connor McKay, he grew up in the town, was a local community boy there, went to high school at the local high school, played football on the local high school football team, and knew how much that meant to the local community, knew how much that, that that football team meant, and how many lessons of life that he learned as a football player. I don't know if you guys played sports or not, but I did, and you learned a lot of life lessons in sports. So he, he grew up, played sports, and then uh, went off, and, but came back and, and stayed there, right there in Waldron, High, in, uh, Waldron Arkansas, uh, and became a pastor there in Waldron. Uh, just this past summer, during football camp, during uh, the summer here, the high school football coach, his former football coach, invited him to come back and share a word of inspiration with his, uh, with the current team or with the current football players at that camp. So he did so, and as a pastor, he made a passing reference to Scripture and went on. Uh, and not too long after that, he gets a letter. Not he gets a letter, but the school district gets a letter from the Freedom from Religion Foundation, that group out and <laughs> way over there in, our, in uh, Wisconsin. <laughs> they send a letter complaining that this uh, quote evangelist is coming over there and proselytizing Whoa. the uh, proselytizing the students wow. and all this kind of stuff. So apparently, just because he is a pastor. He is now disqualified from coming on to a school football field wow. and offering a word of inspiration to these players. Uh, we've sent a letter back, or we've, we've made an announcement that says, uh, no, look, we're going to defend the school district come hell or high water, going to make sure that this, uh, this pastor is prepared and able to continue his speech. We don't disqualify people from giving inspirational talks based upon their profession as a pastor. That's what these uh, groups of free thinkers and atheists and agnostics want us to do. We're not going to stand for that. So does it's, it, yeah, does it matter if, whether or not he uh, was a pastor? I mean, if yeah. if they just said, "Hey, Doc Thompson, come in," because you blah blah on the radio, and during my blah blah to them, I was like, and I offered God, some blah, blah, blah. reference to to Jesus. I mean, the, is the, that going to be trouble? The articulation this morning, guys, is fantastic. The blah, blah blah stuff is great. <laughs> Actually, we boiled it down to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, the uh, that's what the FFRF is wanting to say. The, these atheists are basically saying because you are filling the office of pastor, or maybe 
maybe even rabbi or imam, you're disqualified from coming on a public school You can't school even grounds. talk. You can't even be there. That's wow. basically the, the, their okay. position on things. But, you know, if you were to come on and, and for some reason the high school were to invite you guys to come on and give a word of inspiration, and let's just say you did reference uh, Scripture. I think he, he referenced the, the verse that talks about iron sharpening iron, right? That's okay. a good one, yeah. yeah that's it's a good, a good one verse and, and you right. know, kind of a applicable. popular thing out there. Very applicable, talking about leadership and teamwork mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, they would have the same problem with you, Doc, if you made that reference as well. Wow. Uh, the, the reality is that it, the, the Constitution has not been put into place to censor passing references to religious texts on public grounds. That just is not the way the Constitution works and certainly doesn't disqualify you just simply because you occupy the office of pastor. I wonder it's I wonder how many of the students even knew, depending upon how he said it, if it was just ironing sharp iron sharpening iron, how many of them knew the reference? You yeah, know what I mean? Knows? They probably did. the only way they became aware of it is because they actually are like, "Hey, wait a minute!" Right? <laughs> and may have actually done them a favor. But there's a great story that happened after this whole thing went on as well. I mean, this this broke news nationwide. Went on Fox News and talked about it all. Uh, and then uh, Pastor McKay, Connor McKay is his name. He goes into the local diner there and he walks through the door, and it's like a scene out of the movies. The the whole restaurant goes dead silent. To hear someone like drop their fork on a plate. I mean, it just goes dead silent. And then, and then all of a sudden, everybody like gets up and starts applauding oh. and like reacting and supporting this guy. But this is what America is all about. Yeah. When you stand up for your religious liberty, when when you when you are wrongly accused of having done something wrong, when you've actually just followed the Constitution and done what you're supposed to do, people love it. And so I'm, I'm proud of the people there in Waldron, uh, Arkansas, and so many communities like that across the country that get letters like this and say, no, forget about it. Uh, th- th- this group sends out thousands of letters every single year. We call them nasty grams because they're just they're half the time filled with nonsense and the other time filled with just a little bit of truth that makes it blow up into something bigger. But most school districts should do what this school district did and basically say, look, come and talk to me when you've got a real issue here. Right. But until then, we're going to wrap this up and put it in file 13 beside our desk and, and wait for something true to happen. Are there many school districts that get the letters from them? Because they, I'm sure they're threatening on some level, right? Threatening legal action, which is always, you know, uh, a scare tactic. Yeah. Are there school districts that get these that are just like, okay, nothing to see here, hand it to their attorney, and it, nothing ever comes of it? Yeah, yeah, there are some of those. And the ones that we're able to call those school districts, we give them a lot of ins- assurance to say, hey, look, just at least wait for a second letter before you take any action. Because there's so many things that have to happen before there's an actual viable lawsuit. I mean, in this case, for instance, is a group from Wisconsin going to be able to find a plaintiff? Can, right. can, can they find someone oh, in right. Waldron, Arkansas, to actually come and bring that lawsuit? That's a pretty big deal. you got to actually really have is. someone to bring a lawsuit, someone mm-hmm. standing, someone that is able to bring that litigation within that school district. Uh, and so school districts, I, I, I regret to say, though, are, are more often inclined to respond to those with some sort of, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, please don't sue us, because school districts don't want to be sued. Right. Uh, it, it, and understandably, money's tight. I get all that. But at least the school district should stop, give us a call, go to firstliberty.org, get in touch with us, and let us give you an evaluation from our side to make sure that they're citing the law correctly, that things can't be rectified in some very simple manner, or very more often than not, just dismiss the issue. It's not a concern. It's funny. I, I Through all these conversations we've had about these, these are also billable hours. These are billable hours that the school district has to um, incur, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if anybody threatens to sue them, that means if you're in that community, in that state or wherever that money is coming from, could be both, you're on the hook for this. Your tax dollars are being spent on this. So there's some outside source, because they're triggered by this, goes in and likely tries to find somebody who's 
uh, been affected, you know, somebody to sue on their behalf, and they sue and you're on the hook for the money on top of losing or potentially losing your First Amendment rights. Yeah, that, that's right. And I, I think in cases like this, they probably have bots crawling the Internet trying to find any mention of the word God in public school within a couple sentences of each other. Mm -hmm. And they take a quick look and have an intern write a letter. I mean, I think that's probably the extent of work that goes into half of these things. I mean, look, could you imagine writing over 1,200 letters a year? I mean, you don't send 1,200 emails in a, in a given week, right, let right. alone a year of, of actual hard-written letters put in the mail. That's a, that's a difficult assignment. So, you know, we've got time in this life to do a lot of good things and we we find people sending these these intimidating letters in the hopes that the school district will just simply fold and do something that the constitution does not require them to do i'm proud of guys like pastor mckay mm -hmm. and others there in waldron uh, arkansas that are willing to stand up and say no look this this is silliness just because he's a pastor does not disqualify him from coming onto school grounds and giving a word of inspiration to these football players uh, yeah, that's um, Waldron, Arkansas, you said? That's right, so Waldron, that's Arkansas. Northwest. That's not too far from home, not too far from where I live. I live up in uh, Fayetteville, so it's just uh, south of Fort Smith, not too far from here. That's yeah, right. Not, not that far. Uh, all right, sounds good. Uh, don't forget, uh, firstliberty.org is where people can find you, and you still have uh, all kinds of information up there, and it's a place they can donate as well, right? That's that's exactly right, and they can learn more about other football players or football coaches like Joe Kennedy. We've talked about yeah. him before. Mm -hmm. He's waiting at the Supreme Court to see if they're awesome. going to take his case here. We filed that a couple weeks ago along with another case up there on the Blainsburg World War One Memorial. I know we've talked a lot yeah. about that case as well. But all these cases, you can find out more at FirstLiberty.org, on Twitter, on Facebook. We're all over the place. Is it seem, I mean, we seem to get a lot of these sports-related ones yeah. uh, in schools, challenges. Um, is that new, or is it just the most recent round of it? Probably the most recent round of it okay. all. I mean, look, uh, Americans kind of order their lives around a few things, and two of those things are sports and religion. Okay. And when they intersect, we seem to have a, a special interest in those things. But, uh, you know, th this is going to be important with Coach Kennedy's case, and, and really it's going to affect guys like Connor McKay as well. What happens with Coach Kennedy is going to affect teachers and coaches and administrators all over the country uh, and, and people like Connor McKay that come onto campus and want to share these words. The Constitution protects people like this, and we ought to be encouraging of that. I think our founding fathers, if they even knew what football would have been at the time, yep. would be supportive of this to say, look, people don't shed their constitutional rights just because they walk on the schoolhouse through the schoolhouse gates or onto the football field. You know, it's frustrating for me, too, and I think maybe we got ourselves in a bit of a pigeonhole over the years, too, uh, because most people in America have been Christian. I mean, that was the majority for years of of allowing people to limit others uh first amendment rights specifically when it comes to religion as long as it wasn't our religion yeah you know i'm listen i'm fine if you're in dearborn michigan and the school has primarily muslim and they're offering a muslim prayer for the football game i'm fine with that so, seriously yeah. and if i'm not if i don't want my child around that then i say I'm going to go to a different school district. Yeah. Look, that, that's why we're all about defending religious liberty for all Americans. Underscore yeah. the word all in that sentence. We represent the Jewish synagogue here in Dallas and several more around the country. Mm -hmm. we, we've represented um, a Native American sweat lodge cases. And we, we represented, uh, a, uh, we've represented various uh, Islamic cases as well throughout the country. That's a why, good thing. Why do we do that? Because of what you're saying. When you have religious liberty for one faith group, you have religious liberty for all all of them. So it's, it's vital that we as a country preserve the space to disagree. But it seems like in this country, despite all of our talk about diversity and tolerance, we simply want to silence those who disagree with you right. on eternal matters. That couldn't be farther from what the First Amendment was designed to do. It was designed to make sure 
that you and I are able to disagree, sometimes even loudly, over eternal matters. But at the end of the day, call ourselves neighbors, friends, and fellow citizens. We're losing the ability to do that, and I shudder for our future because of it. Well, and the difference is, if you're going to a synagogue versus a church or a temple or a mosque or any of these places, it's not affecting me. It doesn't matter. I mean, some of these issues we talk about, you can get, you get very heady and you go, well, this affects more. And that. No, this is you going to your church. I'm going to go to mine, and that's okay. And I have to be smart enough to recognize if they attack your church and I don't help you defend it, even if I disagree with your faith, they're coming for mine next. Yeah. And what is the implicit connection to all those things? Freedom. That's it. When we have religious freedom, it's the foundation stone. That's why the founding fathers made it the first of the of the amendments to our Constitution, without which the Constitution does not get adopted, don't forget. And so it is the baseline. If you build upon all the other freedoms and you remove religious freedom, they begin to crumble after that. That's why I remind my Second Amendment folks that the amendments go in order. You know, you don't That's defend right. the first one, the second one comes down too. My buddy uh, Mike Opalka's dad used to say, uh, after the first, they're all second. <laughs> it's like, that's a great way to put it. All right, Jeremy, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Don't forget to go to firstliberty.org and help out if you can. Firstliberty.org. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. This is the Blaze Radio Network at theblaze.com slash radio. The most culturally diverse morning show on the radio. Hosted by a white guy. Stop right this there. is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Stop right did there. Did you know that? I'm seeing it out of did my you? peripheral. Or did you not I did know? not know. And Doc Thompson. I do not care. I want to celebrate. We no, should celebrate I'm today together. I'm seeing it out of my peripheral. Let's celebrate World Snake Day. July 16th. Monday. Listen, it's I the don't official care about day. birthday. I do no, not no, care No, no, not that her. snake. The actual animal the world snake day is today and people in honor of this day they're tweeting hashtag happy world snake day doc thompson show i mean you know that's hashtag, like saying happy uh, world satan day that's fine devil day that's fine as long as people celebrate by sending pictures and gifs i don't know hashtag what happy it is about world all the snake, snake stories in the news the last couple of weeks Have really you seen, oh there's been gobs of snake stories I grabbed one yesterday. Is this about the boy being attacked in Florida? No. See, that's what I'm saying. No. Kids mowing, a, mowing the lawn in near Jacksonville. Okay. Just mowing his lawn, and it said snakes, plural. Whoa. Which I couldn't, I, I couldn't, sub, I clicked on the like rest of the story, but I yeah. didn't subscribe, so I didn't oh, get the detail. Okay, okay, okay. But it said snakes, plural, attacked him on his calf. He had to go to the hospital, and there was some, this is where the story cut off. There was like... Uh, the venom didn't have as much of an effect, thank God, because dot, 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 no. and I couldn't see why. But anyway. He has the antidote. He knows. He, knows. <laughs> he was saved by, in fact, Doc, if you don't want to die from snakes, you... It was like that. <laughs> but anyways, he was mowing the lawn, and I was like, okay. So, yeah, multiple snakes. Nice. That's so, yeah, cool. what was the one you saw? Oh, no, I mean, I caught one yesterday. Like, I physically hand-cut one. 
What are you talking about? Yeah. Where? We were at the ranch down in Houston. Milo wanted to see some animals. So <laughs> Autumn's mom goes, oh, there's a snake. I'm like, where is the snake? And she, I was like, it's a venomous. She said, no, this is just a snake. <laughs> Grabbed it. So he showed Milo. He was impressed that his dad caught a snake. Ha. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is the ranch where you're getting married? No, 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 no. Oh, thank no, God. No, this is not that one. No. Because <laughs> I was going to have to bail on this wedding now, but I know it's a snake haven. No, no, no. This That's is her not parents. Good at all. This wow. is her parents. This is not uh, the grandparents. Yeah. Okay, wow. Yeah, because the, the parents just bought two new kangaroos. <laughs> so we're out there uh, feeding the kangaroos. Two new kangaroos. Two new kangaroos. To replace the old kangaroos? Uh, no, you... to replace no kangaroos. They never had a kangaroos before. So they're like, hey, let's go buy two boy kangaroos, and boom, they're right here. So wow. Milo and I were, you know, petting the kangaroos and feeding them. Did you them. name one of them Tech? No. That was a good one. It was Not Tech Roo? No, not Tech Roo. Okay. Kanga and then Roo. Very original. Off of Kanga Disney. Roo. Kanga yes. and Roo. Yeah. That's yeah, whatever. Yeah. Wow, that so, old snake. I just grabbed intrigued. the snake. It was pretty cool. Milo was like, you can't grab a snake. They're fast. I'm like, boy. What color was it? Black. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't yeah. like it. It was like, she called it a, a, not a guardian snake. She called it something snake. But then I made the biggest mistake when I let it go. I let it go in front of the house, so it went in the house. Oh, my God. So <laughs> it was so funny, too. Speaking of grabbing it, did you see the – I got a tweet out a link to this. Okay. The lady grabbing the birds in the park? No. What is this? What? Like pigeons? Yeah, no, like smaller birds. What? I know. I Dude, I, I looked at this video like 17 times to see if it was edited or something. Yeah. Is she and just grabbing like that? Yes. So she's sitting in the park. What? I, I can't remember where this was. I think it was. But okay. I, so she's sitting in the park. Google it. You'll find it. Her and some their older couple, Asian couple, of course, Asian couple, they're sitting there and they're feeding them these breadcrumbs, okay, or feeding them something. And then all of a sudden, she reaches, they're all by her feet. Okay. She like leans forward. Okay. She's sitting on the park bench, leans forward. Uh-huh. And one of the birds right in front of her, she puts her hand down real slow towards mm-hmm. it. She gets about still pretty far away, like a like eight inches, a foot away from it. And then all of a sudden goes, bam, and grabbed it. Just grabbed the little bird. What did she do with it? She put it in a, in a plastic bag and the thing was fluttering around in there. <laughs> Like this. It was in Philadelphia. There it is. It It was in Philadelphia. Yeah. So then the uh, someone called the cops on her. Oh, come on, leave her alone. Right. And the cops had to come over and go, it's a violation to trap wildlife. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Right. Shut up. I had to watch the video because someone is across the aisle from her filming her kind of secretly, Uh and someone walks in front of her about so they're filming for like a minute. Okay. And then right before she grabs it, someone passes in front of the camera. So there's not as much film. Mm. In the, and I was like, oh, there's an edit point, something, mm. right? Nope. I looked. You could see the bird move, like, because I thought it maybe it was like a still shot. Mm-hmm. Nope. The bird moves like a frame before she grabs it. Oh. It puts its head up. Oh, man. The video was removed. Oh, it's out there. I guarantee oh, someone I gotta has it. I got to find it. Yeah, I got to find it. I want to see this. I was how in the world are you able to grab the bird? I know you saw it. You saw the lava? I saw the lava. Chris sent me <laughs> lava pictures last night. Oh my God! Isn't that fascinating? It is so fascinating. It's just—it was just more lava just pouring out, streams of it. It looks like a Slurpee machine. The lake of lava. That was that was number one. It was actually like a river because it was flowing. It was flowing. Yes, yes. It was amazing. After Chris sent me that picture, I was like, (laughs) "Oh, you're gonna say it? I may have to go pleasure myself." (laughs) I love the lava so much. I do.
<laughs> it was really good. It's uh, it was awesome. Yeah, I've maybe I'm just old. No, because <gasps> oh my gosh, I'm old. I just realized I am. I've crossed over. When nature videos and pictures and stuff start becoming like that. Don't say that because I've started watching all those nature videos and I'm impressed by every single yeah, one Yeah, that's of them. the gateway. No, it's not. No, it yes. can be. See, things are it different now with people be. watching videos, but you know what it used to be? Used to be this, Chris, okay? You start off, you start watching the nature programs more than other stuff. I do. So you don't watch? Okay. Okay. Hold and on. then from there, you know what people would watch? What? The Weather Channel? The Weather Channel. No. I mean, no. for hours and hours where they started. And I started paying more attention to the weather where I'm like, on my phone. That is true. I do. Whoa! I'm like, I'm like, ooh, that is true. Sarasota today is low humidity. That sounds awesome. <laughs> that sounds awesome. It does. And I start thinking about this stuff. And then the final step, you know what you watch? What? Just the TV and it's off. <laughs> Are the bars on the screen? No, you just, watch it just, with it's off. It's off? And the first, okay, and then there's the second extreme. So you first start staring at the TV when it's off. Okay. But only because, you know, you're just like bored with everything and you're just staring at it, whatever. And then the Daydreaming. final step is you think something's on it. Oh. It's off, but you so think So where are you on. at right now? I'm, are you uh, all the way into uh, the weather channel? No, or are you no, still no, not no. There? I'm still no. in the nature, but I'm still fully in the nature, in the nature thing because the oh, lava yeah. thing, yeah, I was like, lava. it's like nature porn to me. <laughs> and by the way, TV says you are old. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. The nature thing. But no, the I've started thing. paying attention to the weather. It's a transition. It's not like, you know, Oh, it's not like switch. boom, 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 boom. Right, right. And there's, you know, some crossover or whatever. But yeah, I'm, I'm only a few years from well, the nature thing. If, if that's it is, because I've been watching Earth whatever that TV show is, because they just dumped them all on on Netflix. Oh. Earth? Yeah, like the the specials, with the, and you follow the little animals and blah, blah, blah. It's pretty cool. Oh, the, the like Planet extreme Earth. one, Planet Earth? Or? No, it's just oh, okay. it's just different. But they just dump a buttload of just nature stuff. And I mean, I'm like rooting for their cat. I'm like, oh, the cat. Oh, yes, yes. I told you a couple months ago when I was watching the mongoose take on the snake. Yes, mongoose on the snake. But that was just because I wanted to see the snakes get killed, those arrogant (laughs) SOBs. See, snakes are arrogant, too. Have you ever noticed that? (laughs) Yes, they are. They're like, I'm a snake. I can do whatever I want up in here. And, you know, in most regards, they're right. Yes. But not with the mongoose. No, the mongoose Mongoose got them. And they start knowing it, bro. They're like, holy crap. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, that thing's fast. I didn't get it. I'm a snake. I always get it. Right? That's what they do. The only thing yes. I have to worry about is other snakes. Yes. Right? Yes. That's it. Oh, my gosh. What am I going to do? They start slithering away, and that mongoose like, nope, I don't think so, buddy. <laughs> so I'm there. Mongoose and lava. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network. Aaron Hale, the guy we uh, we interviewed over the phone. He has the uh, the candy company. Oh, the chocolatier. Well, I don't know. Yes. I don't know if I want to call him chocolatier because that's kind of like high 
like you chocolate think that is? tier. You think, yeah. yeah, you don't think he'd like that? I don't think so. He's a little so. more down to earth about yeah, he's, that Yeah, he's more down to earth. We do our uh, Building America segments, and we've had uh, different confectioners on. Yeah. Confectioners on. Uh, but Aaron Hale, you may recall, he was the former Navy chef turned Army Explosive Ordnance Disposal team yep. leader that got blown up. Yep, and lost his hearing and his vision. Yes, he lost his hearing and his sight. That is just yeah. horrific. Most yeah. of us, you know, it's it's scary to think about losing one of your senses like that, but yeah. to lose the two of them together, you're just like, I, I, how do you go yeah, on? Yeah, and then he lost his hearing because of an infection. Yeah, so he lost his, his sight. The bomb blew up in his face. Then he had an infection, loses his hearing about a year after losing his sight. He's just like, okay, I'm going to make my way through this world. I'm blind. Oh, okay, and I'm deaf now, too. This is not good. And now they've gotten to the point with, I, I think, an implant where yeah. he has partial hearing in so one cool ear. Though. I mean, it's so limited. He came in last week, and Glenn interviewed him. That We um, talked to him a little bit as well. But an amazing guy. And he says to me, he goes, it's a shame I don't have more time. He goes, I would have gone running with you. Yeah. Because he runs. And I was like... Oh, my gosh. You have just ruined my day. I felt pretty good about myself. I've been dragging my ass out to run four miles a day. been pretty consistent with it. Well, not just that, Doc Thompson. This blind guy also goes snowboarding. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like. (laughs) And rock climbing. I don't need to feel less emasculated. (laughs) I really don't. I struggle enough. But I'm like, okay, I feel okay about myself. I'm running four miles a day. And here he is. Aaron and his uh, wife Michaela, they they're awesome. Their their son was in as well. Just a, a great family, beautiful family. He uh, they're offering a special deal, by the way. It's eodfudge.com. When they were on, we had so many people go, man, that's an amazing story. When you when you hear how he put it all together, he cooks, he makes this stuff, and he's blind. Yeah, he was a chef, and he said he didn't know what to do with his life after all this happened, and it was cooking that kind of turned it back around for him and got him back involved. And uh, he's like, yeah, it's difficult to try to cook when you can't see and have limited even hearing on how the stuff is cooking. But he does it, and their chocolates and candies are amazing. They're amazing products. I'm not even a candy person. But when I tried there, I really like the uh, the caramel. I can't think of what they call them with the uh, nuts on them. Yes. Amazing. Just go to EOD Fudge. Extraordinary. That's what the EO stands for. What's the D stand for? Ordinary. (laughs) Delights. Delights. Okay, there we go. EODFudge. <laughs> do that to me. <laughs> what are you doing? EODFudge.com. Use the promo code BLAZE and they're going to get up to 10% off your order. You'll be helping them out. They've been slowly building this company yeah. and it's going well. Uh, but you'll also get some great uh, products and you'll be doing something nice. It's, it's EODFudge.com. And it's really interesting because he got his, he was able to relearn how to hear by listening to us. Not know, me, right? though. Because I just... I, I know, I was he like, told me good. He told me I sent him back a couple episodes. <laughs> I was going to say, of the, a couple uh, weeks. A couple weeks on that thing, but... You listen, were making so much progress, yes. Aaron, what happened? What is going Chris on? Cruz. You sound so Puerto Rican-like right now. Just, what I are you know, doing? I know, he now speaks with a Spanish <laughs> accent. <laughs> I love you, buddy. Uh, they're the best. EODFudge.com, promo code Blaze. EODFudge.com, promo code Blaze. You got Laura D saying, and with the lava self-love, no podcast. No podcast replay in our house. Thank you. Well, you just edit that part just out. Just edit that, that part out. out. What are you yes. talking about? Um, I'm not allowed to love myself. Thank you, especially with lava. Hello. And see, watch lava and realize how yes. much I love myself because of yes. lava. Uh, you got Vika tweeting out what I learned tonight. I'm confused. Musk 
is first and foremost a capitalist? Mm -hmm. Did that slip past the people that are whining? <laughs> no, no. It first and foremost, he's saving the planet. He's with saving his cars. electric That's car. What he's yes, doing. yes, yes. <laughs> and farm tech Steve saying, seriously, Chris, you spent two days working on that. I didn't realize that production interest took so much work. No, I can only imagine how long it would take if it was good. No, he's, he sent an email. That's all he did. <laughs> Someone else produced it. Hey, speaking of uh, business, Seth Denson joins us now. How are you, sir? Well, thanks for having me in. Uh, thanks for coming in. you got uh, an interesting uh, model for health insurance, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you, your latest is? That's what you've been working on? Yeah. On how to provide kind of a health insurance situation. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of attention around insurance right now in the U.S. Right, uh, mm -hmm. the Affordable Care Act was pretty much uh, uh, we'll call it. Uh, Disaster? Uh, it, well, <laughs> that's one way of looking at it. But the whole idea was we're going to fix health care by focusing on health insurance. The right. challenge is, is that health insurance is just health care financing. It's like right. me saying I want to change the price of something by going to Visa or MasterCard, right? It's, it's not going to change the, <laughs> right, the price of something, right? And so what our firm did was we looked at that, and we had uh, kind of what my colleagues call it my Jerry Maguire moment, right? Like, hey, what we're doing is wrong. With me. This is bad. we got to do something different. Um, and uh, so historically, we were an insurance agency. It's what we did. We 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 peddled insurance. And this is GDP Advisors, right? Okay. GDP and uh, we said, you know what? Enough's enough. This is this is. We're just continuously perpetuating the problem. Now we're getting paid handsomely to do it, but right. uh, we wanted to go a little Elon Musk and and do better for the uh, good for you, better better for the world, right? So um, so we said, listen, let's start to really look at what the cost drivers are with with the health care market. So we don't have a health insurance problem in the United States. We have a health care problem in the United States. And until we start to focus on what's going on behind the scenes in health care, which is relatively complex, mm -hmm. but it's kept that way intentionally to keep the consumer in the dark. This was right? I, I tried to mention this during the debates over Obamacare when they first started going on, and it was completely lost. It was all the politics of it, and mm -hmm. then it was the insurance angle, and it kept saying, guys, even insurance changed over the years. Right. It, it went from... Okay, you go in, you got something wrong with you, you trade out a chicken, the guy sets your kid's arm, you're good to go, right? right. Back in the day, then it became money and whatever. <laughs> right. But then people start saying, yeah, but what if what if I get something really bad happen to mm -hmm. me? And it, be, it was disaster insurance. And then somehow it became a maintenance plan. It's evolved mm -hmm. to this horrible thing now. It really has, and, and it's intended to be that way because so insurance companies who row, you know, railed against the Affordable Care Act, that was their big thing, is this is horrible, it's going to be terrible for us. Until? Until <laughs> it passes, and now all of a sudden our stock price jumps 200%, and it stayed there and continuously gone up since. Uh, because what happened was all that Congress did was just validate the structure that's already broken. So I used to talk about the Good healthcare point. system as a three-legged stool, and by solving it, uh, you, if you only focus on one leg of the stool, the other two legs will ultimately make the stool collapse, right? It's not anymore. I call it the three-headed cannibalistic dragon because <laughs> effectively what it does is it just feeds on itself, right? And so you've got the it's consumers really who are us who are ultimately feeding the health care providers, the hospitals and doctors and mm -hmm. pharmaceutical companies, and then you have the health insurance companies who are just financing this whole thing. So you have a sixth of the U.S. economy with the largest lobby in Washington, and now it just gets bigger and bigger. So what our primary focus is and was and still will continue to be is, listen, if we can start to focus on healthcare itself, driving costs down of healthcare, allowing consumers to be more educated, to have better knowledge and understanding, help employers who provide half the U.S. citizens with their health insurance, uh, better financing options, right? There are certain things we finance. 
right? We finance cars, we finance mm-hmm. mortgages, just like we would finance a hemophiliac or a diabetic or a, a transplant patient. But we don't finance things like milk, eggs, and fabric softener, but we end up financing Lipitor and flu shots and all this other stuff. Right. So the insurance companies love this because, again, if you start to think of them more like payday loan companies versus insurance companies, I always tell people all the time, take out your ID card and then look at your credit card. Guess what? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Because here in Dallas, where we live, I can get an MRI for $5,000 or an MRI for $500. And both are in network with every insurance company, right? And so there's no way for me as a consumer to know where to go to get that $500 MRI as opposed to the $5,000. No, that's a great point about it is just a credit card. When I say maintenance plan, that's what I mean. You pay a little bit, you pay a little bit, you pay a little bit, and then you use the service, Mm -hmm. right? That's really what we're talking about now. It's a credit card, right? right. You're buying on installment this stuff instead of that, what I call the disaster insurance, in case something goes wrong, if I get cancer, and then that's just gambling. That's right. Right. That's what you're doing. You're rolling the dice on that, which I like that. That's really what I need. Sure. I want the, okay, if somebody in your family has something horrible happen and it's going to cost hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars... No worry, man. We got it. Right. And I'm willing to pay for that a month. Well, that's right. And that's to your point, Doc, what you said earlier about the chickens and the that's actually really how it did work. I mean, now in those days, most most doctors were also veterinarians and we can have this whole conversation about quality of medicine. (laughs) That's right. Exactly. But um, but that's the way it worked. And so we, we started to infuse over the last century this idea of insurance networks, which is this whole steering mechanism. Right. And so insurance companies went to hospitals and doctors and said, you're going to discount your services and we're going to bring patients to you. Well, what has happened as a result of that is now we have these behind closed door meetings with the hospital system on one side, the insurance company on the other side. And here's how the conversations go. And it used to be in these rooms. So right. uh, is, hey, hospital system, you need to make how much on this procedure? Well, we need to make X. Insurance company, you need to show your consumer you discounted that procedure how much? Well, we need to show that we discounted it. Why? And so we get to this this inflated price wow. so that everybody feels like they got a good deal and we can come back and sell this garbage to the consumer. So this is the way the system works. And if we want to ever start to change healthcare, we have to start looking at it differently. We have to peel back the layers of the onion and really understand how everything works. If we're better educated, then we can start to move the needle. And that's what we do for our clients. So what have you done? What have you come up with? Because I've seen some of the um, one flat fee, use it or lose it type thing. Uh, we've seen doctors now that have come up with uh, hey, we're not even dealing with insurance mm-hmm. companies. Yeah. So, so what's the solution? What are you doing? So, there's three key parts in the healthcare system, right? There's administrative cost, and that's the the cost associated with processing a claim and printing that pretty little white ID card we all carry around like safety right. blankets in our pocket, right? <laughs> so, there's a cost associated to that. So, if I'm an underwriter in the healthcare space, I'm looking at that and I'm saying that's going to probably cost around 10 to 15 percent. So, take that amount, right? Then there is transactional claims. It costs something for that Lipitor. It costs something for that flu shot. It costs something for that surgery or that baby or whatever, right? So we figure out demographically and statistically what that cost is going to be. We, we lump that together. And then there's that third piece, which we call it the legal Ponzi inside of healthcare in the United <laughs> States. And what insurance companies do is they say, all right, we're going to take this middle layer, which is that, that uh, hemophiliac or that transplant patient. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a little bit of money from you and a little bit of money from you as employers. We're going to put it in the shared bucket. And when a large claim comes in, we're going to pay it out of that fund. So we call it the pooled risk fund, or like we call it the Ponzi fund. Right. Because what happens is the insurance companies wrap a whole lot of profit around that, and it's not regulated. So the Affordable Care Act, the whole idea behind regulating the Affordable Care Act was we're going to manage insurance companies to what's called an 85% MLR, managed loss ratio. In other words, every dollar that comes in. Well, immediately as that part of the bill was 
kind of brought into the light. The lobby, insurance lobby, rushed to Washington and said, wait a minute, this whole amount here we can't really control. So what Congress, in their infinite wisdom, said was, well, we won't regulate the Ponzi. They didn't say Ponzi, but But, that's effectively what happened. So long way around the barn, (laughs) what we do is we say, well, if we create the catastrophic layer, because to your point, Doc, you buy insurance for that cancer claim. Right. You buy insurance for the catastrophic thing. I'll pay my own flu shots. I'll pay my own doctor visit. But that cancer claim that's going to be, or that dialysis that's 400 grand, I kind of need help with that. Right. So what we did is we re-engineered. We worked with a company out of Philadelphia called Pareto Health, and we re-engineered this this middle layer there, uh, where employers can all collaborate, pool risk in that layer, and the results have spoken for themselves. Over five years, our clients that have been in our platform for five years are paying less today than they were five years ago. Oh, that's awesome! Because once you can manage the high risk component, then we can start talking about better ways to access the lower risk things like Lipitor and flu shots, and you start to negotiate differently, educate people differently, and navigate the whole system in a more effective way. It's really that middle piece too, right? That's the it, that's the um, trouble, or that's the part that most people don't have a problem with, right? The the that's middle right. expenses. That's it's right. The the uh, greater expenses. That's the ones that they're concerned about. Yeah, it's the catastrophic stuff, right? But unfortunately, in healthcare today, we have trained, and, and this is the intent of the insurance company and healthcare system, which are very much, we want to call it collusion, mm-hmm. right? This is a collusion in the United States right now, is because what they do is they get together and figure out how do we continue to pull the wool over the eyes of the consumer, right? So what they've done is made healthcare accessible only through insurance, right? So pay your $20 copay. Right. I, I need to pay that $20 copay for the one or two times a year I go to the doctor right. so that I can pay the $5,000 deductible when I need something major. Right? <laughs> right. So it's, hey, don't don't pay attention to what this hand is doing over here. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and that's the way that healthcare works. As long as we continue to deceive the consumer to make them think that this little white ID card is everything you need, then what we don't realize is it's not insurance. It's what we call deference. I'm deferring your costs over time with an amortization schedule, interest and profit there margin. Is. There it is right there. There. You're yep. deferring the expenses. That sounds awesome. Um, I'm, I think everybody is is fed up with this. Everybody yeah. is fed up with this. People are willing to pay their way. I mean, Americans are not saying, I don't want to pay for health care. I'm unwilling to get these. People understand business. They understand right. um, you know, paying for services. They even understand the basic idea behind insurance. They mm-hmm. get that, unfortunately. It's all changed. The costs have gotten crazy, and that's what they're saying. I need a different model. They've gotten crazy, and they're continuing to get even crazier uh, because the healthcare system is in, like I said, it's it's in collaboration with 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 the insurance markets. For example, we talk about prescription drugs a lot. Eighty five percent of all drugs are are distributed through one of three distributors in the United States. These are called PBMs or prescription benefit managers. All three now owned by insurance companies. Oh, well, that's not weird at all. That's uh, yeah, right. nothing Makes shady about sense, that, right? of course. He's cutting out the middleman. That's right. Or adding oh, wait a middleman. Yeah, Maybe that's, exactly that's right. what it is. <laughs> that's exactly right. So wow. if you want to, to, to drive down the cost of health insurance, then you have to focus on what you are financing. What is it that you're accessing? And so we as Americans are great consumers in everything except for health care. We get on Amazon, we go online, we Google things, we try to get information. But healthcare is that one thing we don't. Why? Because we blindly trust anybody with a white jacket on mm-hmm. who says this is where you need to go and this is how you need to get it. And I'm not demonizing the, no. the physician community. They're great. But there are better ways to access the market. And a lot of times those folks don't know how to do it. Well, right? the other thing is, too, because we've relied on in-market and insurance and what's covered and what's not, we stopped asking the price. Mm-hmm. We don't even know the price. That's right. 
So you're to your point. I don't know if it's a hundred thousand dollars for the MRI, uh, MRI or fifty bucks. I don't mm-hmm. know. How would I ever think to ask that? And who would I ask? Yeah. You know? So I took my daughter into the doctor the other day, and uh, you know I'm on a on a health savings account platform, a yeah. catastrophic style platform, and uh, she she had gotten sick, and so we take her into the urgent care center, and they said, well, you're on a deductible copay, so what we'll, or a deductible system, so what we'll do is when you're done with a visit, we'll tell you how much you owe. No, we're not. We're not going to do it that way, actually. <laughs> so you have what's called a charge master, and that's effectively every charge for everything that you could possibly do. So before you run any test on my daughter, what you're going to do is walk in and tell me exactly what that test is going to cost so that I'll know before we need to get the strep you know, test, we, the blue bronc test. I didn't and all even know you stuff. could do that, honestly. You I mean, can. I assumed if it was like greater uh, testing or procedures, I knew I could ask, likely. But if I just go in and it's a simple procedure or test or something... I, I wouldn't even think to ask that. And most Americans don't because we... I'd be like we, an idiot here. Well, we've trained you. Seriously, but, I mean, really, I, I, and because I, I pay attention to this stuff and I don't ask. Well, hashtag what have you learned. Right? See, there it is. <laughs> exactly. There it is. There, write that down, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so what should we say? I want a... Charge Matt, I want I want to understand what this costs are before you provide these procedures to me. That okay. is the key thing for every consumer. And what I always tell people is also focus on the buddy system. Right? Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is if you're incapacitated and you're in the hospital, you don't know how many doctors have just come in and seen you. And so it's funny, I'm I'm like the total antisocial guy when we're in the hospital because if a doctor comes over, I'm like, what are you here for? <laughs> right? Well, uh, we just want to say hi. No, no you're, you're not saying hi to me. I don't want to say hi to you unless you tell me why you are here. This is the reason I get the bills after a procedure my wife uh, delivered our second son last december and i still get bills from doctors i'd never heard of that's right who likely weren't in network either because that's the way the whole system works is this hey how are you i'm so and so just want to check see how you're feeling you're feeling great great that's three hundred dollars thank you so much hi this is seth denson uh president (laughs) co-founder of gdp advisors where can people find out more about you because there's so many questions yeah a couple different ways uh gdpadvisors.com is our website uh or you can follow me on twitter at seth denson what we'll do is we'll uh, go ahead and tweet out the information as well. And we got to have you back to talk about more of this stuff. This is going to be a lot of great information Anytime. for people. So, again, gdpadvisors.com, and we'll send the info out. Quick break. Back with more in a minute on this The Morning Blaze. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. most culturally diverse morning show on the radio hosted by a white guy it's the morning blaze with doc thompson oh my gosh i could have talked to him for hours as well there's so much information he has you gonna apologize apologize for what what did you say on friday when i say about this guest you you gonna apologize Oh, that topic is no longer. i don't recall saying that they called they want their policy back are you going to apologize? I don't recall saying that. So it's, it's in the promo as well. So somebody said that. You. Well, the verdict's still out. Oh, that has not Dr. been proven to, not to me. Do to- you know, you keep calling me old. My memory's just not what it used to be, <laughs> Really, Chris. That's gonna, what it is. You can put it on this one. On this, this is the one you can put all your ships in. <laughs> this one. I would save that for later if I was you, you know. Not this one. I'm going to play it as much as I can. <laughs> no, the, amazing information. 
Yeah, I think he's somebody that we can use uh, uh, down the road to to help people navigate the yes. waters with this stuff. Um, he was telling us as he, as he was walking out, too, that uh, just this offhanded comment about how his daughter was, <clears throat> he mentioned she was in, and they had her in for about 23 hours just to watch her. Yeah. He goes, and apparently, and it was an offhanded comment, yep. he goes, it wasn't an official night, overnight stay because I said, did they admit her? And it was you know thousands of dollars mm-hmm. to give her some fluids yeah. is pretty much what it yeah. was. He goes, uh, nope. He goes, they were just observing her. He goes, if they ever say they're just going to observe you, no, you want admitted because it ended up hurting him financially. Again, these are little things that we don't know. Chris, Chris, I mean, I knew somewhere I could ask a price, but I just assumed it would be this big headache if I'm going there and then they're like, oh, this guy wants to know a price. Well, it depends on your who has time for that stuff. No, no. And then, you know what? It also makes sense why you're still getting bills. Now that now, makes more Now you sense. get the whole thing right. We it's need to like, talk to Because I was also wondering, it's like, why are you still getting bills, dude? Like, isn't that... Because, again, when I had my... Well, one, and also, to be honest, I have not paid some of them. Oh. Because... <laughs> well, no, because you it, you owe $5,000. You see it? Okay. Okay. Next month, if you don't do anything, uh, we adjusted it. It's actually seventy-two fifty. Mm. I mean, it's like, oh, you're only $72.50. Okay. Oh, so okay. I wait on all of them just yeah. to see first to don't react too soon. Yeah, because when I was in the military, that's when my I had Milo. Right. So I paid zero. Yeah. You know? So it's like, I don't know any of this. Yeah. So especially for veterans that had kids in the military world, now they're going to the civilian world. That's a really it shock right there. crazy expensive if you're not, depending on your insurance. Yeah. Hey, uh, you could stave off some of these issues down the road if you're as healthy as possible. And one of the ways you can be as healthy as possible is properly cleaning out your ears. Isn't that something? With the, with the WaxRx system, go to usewaxrx.com. This was doctor design. You mm. want to talk about scams? You yeah. go there and you're going, oh, okay, I have to go to clearing this stuff out of my ears uh, because you can't shove stuff in there. Yes, I just need a clean whatever. 150 bucks. Right. You're going there. What's your what's your deductible? Yep. What's your or your copay rather? Yep. You're gonna go and do this? No, no. These doctors were smart. They said we can design a system for people to use at home, like we do in the office, that's better, it's more efficient, and it'll be cheaper in the long run for them. Yep. Actually, it's cheaper than a visit, as a matter yep. of fact. Go to usewaxrx.com. Usewaxrx.com and pick it up today. It's a three-step system. The first step is the ear drops, the second is the pump that flushes it all out. And then of course you got the pH balance rinse, which leaves your ear soft and supple. So usewaxrx.com promo code. Radio to have it shipped to your door absolutely free. So also we tweeted out, uh, make sure you need to follow at Seth Denson and check gdpadvisors.com. Yeah, gdpadvisors. Um, attack Zuki saying, as a front desk receptionist at Urgent Care, I cannot tell you what your cost will be before you see the doctor because I do not know what the doctor is going to do or order. I'm not a psychic. Well, Seth, uh, uh, Seth was talking about procedures, not the visit. Mm. You can't tell them right off. But if they go, okay, hey, um, we checked your ears, nose, throat. We listened to the lungs or whatever. Uh, we Sorry, we're going to need a urine test and we're going to need this. And they start ordering a couple of other tests right there. Uh, we're going to take some blood and check for strep or whatever. Okay, wait a minute. What are those costs? Yeah. Now, you may not have a total, yeah. but they could say, well, when we do a strep test and we do this test, yeah, that's like, $42. Yep. That one's 10000 yep. And you could at least get in the neighborhood. Yep. Our constitutional drunk saying Harambe agrees with the health care problem <laughs> because Harambe is dead. <laughs> I like it. Uh, backyard cows tweeting out, okay, the EOD guy is amazing, and I hate him for reminding me how much more I could be doing. Oh, 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 you're talking extraordinary? Yeah. Oh, EODfudge.com. Yeah. 
No, you are. Talk but about You know what's great about them, too? They're a nice family. In yes. That. And I'm sure uh, Aaron has some bad days. Yeah, and, you know, of course. You get depressed everybody like everybody yeah. or whatever. But the guy is so positive, but not like over the top. No, like, not disgusting positive. Like, no, get off my face. No, he's, he's just good positive. He's a good guy. He's yes. Like, he's like your friend that's just like, hey, let's go do stuff. Yes. And then you're like, wait a minute, but you've got all these challenges. <laughs> okay, wait a minute here. You're blind. EODFudge.com. EODFudge. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Because HR said we had to, so it's the morning blaze with Doc Thompson. The uh, there's a minor league baseball team called the Biscuits, and remember we we mentioned we were talking oh, about minor league baseball yeah, about a month the ago. Mascots, the mascot, They're the biscuit so cool. has the biscuits. One of my faves. Oh yes, the butter in the biscuit. That's yes. right. His tongue. So it's a biscuit. And he has eyes on top, but then his mouth is where the biscuit is split. Yep. His tongue is a pat of butter. Yes, so cool. You got to love so that, cool. right? I Anyways, love that the Biscuits are offering a special promotion. Okay. One of the things I love about minor league baseball, <clears throat> more than any other sport, it is a circus of fun. Yes. Minor yes. league baseball has always struggled to bring uh, fans in. You know, they're not the majors, whatever. So what they have to do is be really creative. So they always have... Some kind of extra thing going on. There's mm-hmm. dogs catching frisbees or stunt <laughs> yeah. uh, walkers or stilt walkers or whatever it is. <clears throat> so between every half inning, there's something usually going on mm-hmm. if it's done right. And I also like the mask or the logos and mascots and stuff like that. It's just fun. Well, a minor league team called the Biscuits in Alabama has a new promotion coming up, and I think this is the 21st. It's Millennial Night. Ooh, nice. And it says on the ad, okay. Millennial Night, and they're giving away free stuff. Oh, awesome. Because, you know, like, it'll be, you know, um, Veterans Night, and they give veterans mm-hmm. a jacket or yeah. a free beer or whatever yeah. it is, right? That sounds cool. Millennial Night, the free mm-hmm. stuff is a participation ribbon. Ooh. And there will be selfie stations and napping areas. Oh, great. <laughs> yes. Isn't that fun? Yes. Uh, yeah, it's called Millennial Night, and uh, here's how the ad goes. Go Want it. free things without doing much work? Well, you're in luck. Riverwalk Stadium will be the millennial friendly. Will be millennial friendly Saturday, July 21st, with a participation ribbon giveaway just for showing up. Napping and selfie stations, along with lots of avocados. <laughs> <laughs> Such a trendy thing. This is awesome. <laughs> the this avocado is awesome. thing is funny. Yes, yeah, the avocado. Yes, it's it's the cherry so on the top. So that's fun. And yeah, and obviously they're doing this tongue in cheek. Yes. butter tongue in cheek, right? Yes. Uh, some people didn't take it well. Of course. Of course. The stupid millennials. The millennials were triggered by this. Come on! Which the irony is... Thank you. They were mocking you for stuff like you being triggered by <laughs> stuff like this. <laughs> and they triggered you with stuff like this. Uh, the mo- irony is lost on Yes. Like yes. Okay. Yes. One uh, person commented next to it on Facebook. Okay. Can we do a baby boomer night next year where all the tickets for the best seats are sold before the box off even opens? 
<laughs> what does that mean? Does that mean because they get up like early? Get early? Yeah. That was a bit of a stretch. Or on is that, that early dinner? You know, like they always eat early dinner. Must be or like, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll give them that. But that's a stretch. And everyone uh, else gets to pay three to five times normal price for a lawn or outfield seat. Okay. How are baby boomers getting less? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> is that just that because seniors get the discount? I guess. Or is that something more political, like things were cheaper during the millennia or during the baby boomer generation? I have no idea. Again, everyone also gets to pay three to five times the normal price for a lawn or outfield seat. So I guess everybody can charge more? I don't if you're saying because of their generation, yeah. well, you're kind of screwing this up yourselves. You're causing things to go up. And by the way, if you're saying because they're senior discounts, senior discounts were in place before the baby boomers yeah. became seniors, and they'll be in place when you're senior, more than likely. So that doesn't necessarily apply. Then it said, be better than this, biscuit baseball. This is insulting. No, it is not. It okay, is Okay, listen, not. little snowflake. Thank you, Doc. Thank you. Even though they are mocking you, um, it's mocking based on your attitude and your approach to life. Yes. How you act, your yes. actions. The baby boomers that you're trashing, um, you're not mocking how they act or their attitude other than them being seniors now. Being old, yeah. Which you will be too. See, the baby boomers, when they were your age, were not acting like this. No. You will still act in, I guess, what I can figure out you're, you're getting at when you're seniors. Even they are called baby boomers. The word baby is in their name. And they didn't act like this. Oh, you know, it's because of the baby boomers. Yeah, but okay, gotcha. Another person put, wow. This was a pretty poor marketing ploy. This millennial definitely won't be spending her hard-earned money to be mocked. Way to uh, alienate a large part of your customer base, parents of young children. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, you're, again, <laughs> triggered. It's called a joke. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to be there uh, with you, then, if you're not getting the joke here. Now, I understand millennials... You have been targeted and gotten probably some undue criticism that maybe other generations have not gotten. Much of it is not your fault. Some of it is your fault. Now, because look at it this way. Uh, baby boomers <coughs> and Gen X, we got mocked for being young and dumb too. Everybody gets mocked for being young and dumb. The thing that – the things that uh, – you have been mocked for that go, kind of go above and beyond that was not your fault is the participation ribbons. You did not give yourself participation ribbons and trophies. Those were given to you by your baby boom or Gen X parents. So those things were really our fault. Um, and I've given the, the millennials a lot of credit for being people who have adapted to some really awful situations. You know, I always say, how come we don't prioritize with spending and stuff? The millennials do. God bless you for doing that. And I think um, in the long run, you're going to see a lot of the millennials figuring stuff out and maybe are going to fix this stuff. Gen oh, yeah. Z definitely will. Oh, 100%. 100%. I'm seeing all the triggered people. I'm like, is, is it possible that the millennials have lost their humor? 
Oh no, they have the humor as long as it's uh, not about left, them. As long as it's left wing, it's not even about them. As long as it's left wing, come on. As long as they're mocking Trump or Republicans yeah. or something like that, then they get it. Then it's all fine. Then hey, we understand. You, you got this guy saying right because the best way to drum up business is ostracize an entire demographic. <laughs> Say it louder for people in the back to hear. Branch should stop trying to be funny. Then when. <laughs> What are you talking about, dude? I think dude? it's hilarious. It is. It's and, good. And by the way, mock Generation X, mock Baby Boomers. I don't care. Is it good-natured? Is it fun? Come on. Millennials, you could be laughing at yourself about yes. this one. I would revel in it yes. if I were them. I'd go there. I'd be taking a nap. I'd be, uh, where's my pers- uh, participation trophy? Yep. Actually, you And know by what? the way, where's my participation beer? Yes. How yes. come I'm not getting free beer? You know, yes. I'm a millennial that de- demands free stuff. I don't want to work for it. Live in it, revel. I actually, you know what? I think I think the morning bless you host a millennial morning. Huh? Millennial morning. They do millennial night. We should host a millennial morning. Interesting. There's something mm. in there, Doc Thompson. I think there may be an idea. There's You're absolutely right. Hmm. Well, get your tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. You got any suggestions on how we roll this off? We, uh, we're talking with Seth about uh, how to save money. We're always talking about ways to save money, make money, any way to make your life a little bit better because aren't we all kind of doing that every day? I mean, you find out a deal on something, like, oh, my gosh, I found this really cool thing. You tell your friends and family. Well, that's one of the reasons we've been sharing so much information about the Earthwater Affiliate Program at uh, theblaze.teamearthwater.com. It's an opportunity for you to become an Earthwater Affiliate. You'll be given the opportunity to share your unique ID link with others, your friends, your family, whoever it is, and become an affiliate. You'll reserve your spot in the network marketing tree with the direct-to-market model, become an Earthwater ambassador, and you will earn 40% weekly commissions on all orders placed by your customers. 40%. That's amazing. Yeah. That would be good enough if you did have to deliver the water. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to deliver it. You don't have to do any of that stuff. You just, however you want to share the information, social media, word of mouth, direct flyer campaign, whatever it is. Maybe it's just telling friends and family at a party to buy earth water and giving them your ID. You're going to make 40%. Amazon handles all of the ordering, uh, free shipping, free handling. They take care of all that. There's no monthly minimum, no required auto ship, an incredibly easy turnkey business opportunity. Probably the thing you've been looking for. Just go to Team Earthwater's website at theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. I'd be willing to bet the most complicated thing in this entire system okay. for you to earn that 40% mm-hmm. is trying to write the website, theblaze.teamearthwater.com. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably what it is, the most complicated yes, part. Yes. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Check it out today. You'll be happy you did. Thank God. What? A wrong is being righted. Really? Yep. A wrong in the world of sports. For too long, this person has been denied entry into the Hall of Fame. Oh, should you cover this? Because if it's about music, you should not be this Pat. This should be Pat. No, no. He's that Pat's talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in music. This is sports. Okay. This is Sports Hall of Fame. Sports Hall of Fame. Yeah, because Pat's all big about the uh, the foreigner. Foreigner? Okay. Foreigner being. One of those. And give him that foreigner. I don't know why they're not. And Luke Graham's awesome. So. Okay. No, this is a person who's been denied. Actually uh, kicked out of the Hall of Fame. So he was. And he's being reinstated. Oh, that's pretty cool. Hulk Hogan back in the WWE Hall of Fame. 
Really? He was kicked out? I didn't three know. years. Three years. What did he do? Remember his uh, racist remarks? No, I do not. Okay, this was a whole thing. Hulk was going through the... <clears throat> um, going old phase? No, I was going to say, do you remember the, the issues he had with his wife cheating on him? Oh, yes, or, I remember that. Yes, I remember. cheating? Anyways, she was I with that the, younger dude, yeah. and he uh, had the issues, and then he was with the younger... It was just kind of a meltdown. And it's uh, it's a shame because Hulk, at the time, his brand was so solid. Mm-hmm. He wasn't just a... Hulk managed to go mainstream. He was probably the best big-time wrestler like this Oh yeah, in the 80s and 90s. I mean, you had the Macho Man and the Ultimate Warrior, and mm-hmm. these guys were really successful. But Hulk was like the, the go-to reference. He, it even became one of those things where... It went too far. He had branded himself. He became like a novelty. Yeah. But he had, uh, you know, the dolls and the, the shirts and my little Hulkamaniacs and all that stuff. <laughs> it just dawned on me how much he sounds like Alex Jones. Yes, he does. <clears throat> yes, he does. does. Doesn't he? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's turning the frogs game, my little Hulkamaniacs. <laughs> I like when he always ripped out his shirt. Somehow he was like transformed and nothing can hit <laughs> right. him nothing will hurt you could punch him and he still stood up and his hair whatever mm-hmm. he well i don't call that hair it just hit him in the face and then mm-hmm. uh, i love that well back in the day so he's going through all the okay. stuff right and at the same time all of a sudden a uh, video comes out uh-oh he used the n-word Ooh, ooh, you don't do that you and don't do that if you're white. It would be bad enough if you slipped it out there. Okay. If you were telling a joke. Okay. And then the guy walks in and says, no, uh, that's an N-word. Okay, that'd be bad enough. But then to say that uh-huh. effing N-word, yeah. whoop, that takes it to a oh, different level yeah. of hate, right? It does. And then he took it to another level. Oh, there's another level? Yeah. The Hulk Hogan level? So not the joking around or let no. it slip. I hate the effing N-word. Okay. okay, whatever. Okay. He says, I am a racist to a point effing N-words. Whoa. I am racist to a point effing N-words. Wow. Ooh, wow, that's... uh. Yeah, that will get you kicked out of the Hall of Fame. That's difficult to go. I was just joking around. Yeah. There's no coming back no, from that. No, Apparently no. there is. He's back in the <laughs> WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, congrats. But, but in the public court of public opinion, there's oh, not yeah. a lot of no. coming back. I had forgotten he had said it. So yeah. Apparently three, I didn't even know he said it. Three years. Three years is That's the, what it takes. the cutoff point. Yeah. To three years to uh, to come back from calling uh, someone an effing N-word and saying you're racist. a racist. That's that's okay. the that's the amount three of time. Three year mark. Done. Yep. Got it. Mm-hmm. So back in the Hall of Fame. So you're ready to go now, right? To what? You were boycotting the Hall of Fame because he was. Nope. I actually did not know he was there in the first place. This is all new to me. Wow. So. This is a non-story. What do you mean non-story? He wasn't in the Hall of Fame. Okay. A, uh, a actor was not in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Uh, whoa, whoa, what? A actor. Sorry. Yes, he did some acting no, after he left the no, WWE. He was in no. was Thunder or something. What? No, he what was is? acting when he was wrestling. Well, I mean, yeah, before you go in the ring, there's no. some puppets. You tear off your shirt, my little in the ring, Hulkamaniacs. When d- when he was punching people, he's air quotes, punching people. 
do acting. not disparage. Oh. WWE. Yeah. These entertainment? are professional athletes. The entertainment? Oh, you don't think basketball's entertaining? No. Yes, it's a spectator sport for the purpose of entertainment. Mm. Don't you disparage. You know, when they jump up the third, you know, robe and hit them. Yeah. Yeah, they get hurt. But that's because they, they did the faking wrong. Oh. And when they hit with the what, chair. Is football real? I don't know. Is it? I never played football. No, I mean the NFL. Is that oh, real? Oh, yeah, that's real. Yeah. Oh, that's real, but the WWE yeah. isn't. No, it's not. What real. about Major League Baseball? That's real. And the NBA. That's real. So you just hate on this one sport? No, not you hate. Just hate wrestling. Just, no, I don't hate wrestling. I like wrestling, but I know that my my love ends were like, oh yeah, that's not true. He did not punch it's him. It's not true. You know, if you watch- so you wouldn't go to the WWE Hall of Fame. No, no. You no. know where that's located? No. Neither do I. It's located. <laughs> you know, but when they it's punch, real, Chris. When they punch, you look at their feet. They're also hitting the, okay. the stumper. I'm going to challenge them. I'm going to challenge you to go in the ring with one then. I will. You know what? Yes. Yes. You would not. Yes. You know what? Please challenge me to go in the ring with a wrestler. I will go. A real wrestler. Now, this wrestler from high schools. Now, those, you know, they will. Hashtag Chris Cruz WWE name. Ooh. That's a good one. The Crazy Plantain. Just the plantain. My little bananas. Just the plantain. Just the plantain. The plantain. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's shocking. All right, we're gonna have to revisit this more. We we should. You know what? I'm we not should. so sure you would do that. But yes, okay. I would. Maybe we should do it at your wedding after you get married. It could be a spectator thing. Is, are you okay <laughs> so with you that? You want to bring a ring to the wedding? Yeah, we just. If it's not real, what do you care? No, I fun. do. It's, you have to do it properly, though. You gotta have a ring, a referee, a crowd. Get that done. Okay. All right. Hey, if you haven't uh, signed up yet, what are you waiting for? BeckCryptoShow.com. BeckCryptoShow.com. Register to be a part of a free online investment training broadcast coming up this Thursday. This Thursday being hosted by, who's hosting the BeckCryptoShow.com? Glenn Beck and Tika. Oh, how come it's not the Beck and Tika Crypto Show.com? Oh, because I think. Or the Tika. Our boss gets top billing. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. BeckCryptoShow.com. Sign up today. It's absolutely free. Tika Tuari is going to be there for the Palm Beach letter. He'll uh, explain about cryptocurrency and the history of blockchain, the technology, how it works, investing. He'll offer up some specific cryptocurrencies that he thinks are likely going to do really well. And he has an exclusive $2 million Bitcoin giveaway via the Palm Beach letter. It's all coming up this Thursday. And it's absolutely free. Get that information by signing up for the free conference, free uh, um, uh, seminar today. It's BeckCryptoShow.com. BeckCryptoShow.com. You are listening to the smooth sounds of the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network! Nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All righty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the Morning Blaze. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned that Brett Kavanaugh had a black friend in college. He did. He did. He did. <laughs> we learned if you eat spaghetti with ketchup, you are disqualified from becoming a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> It's in the Constitution. It is. Right there. It is. It's right there. We learned the time it takes for the public to forget that you admitted being a racist and said effing N-word three years. 
That's the exact <laughs> amount of time. Sometimes it can be earlier, but you know you're covered with three. Finally, we learned after his WWE career faded, Hulk Hogan became a talk show host and changed his name to Alex Jones. <laughs> Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? The relationship between Acosta and Trump has turned into a five-year-old conversation. I know what you are, well, what am I? I'm rubber and you're glue. <laughs> that, that's going to be the headline for Acosta's next, next report. Yep, uh, next book. Next book, I'm yep. rubber. Uh, Acosta and Trump won't let it go, Doc. They will not. They let it will go. not let it go. And this is my official. I, Chris Cruz, challenge any wrestler. Oh my gosh! Ring. Oh my gosh! It is on. Okay. Okay. Neil, spin in the dials, radio style at Mercury Studios, Dallas, Texas. What, if anything, did you learn today? Well, I learned how much the insurance companies would charge me for my copay if they had their way. How much? $20. Same as <laughs> <us> downtown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's good. Yes, it That's is. That's good. That's good. All That's right. Good. What, if anything, did the listeners learn today? That got tweeting out what I learned today. Dear Trigger Millennials, if you have to explain the joke, it's not funny. It's Comedy not. tip number two. Or if you um, react to the joke by being more of the joke. Yes. Um, you're doing, you're it, doing wrong. it wrong. Yes, That's yes, yes. TJ Topping saying, in the Hall of Fame tiers, WWE Hall of Fame is not on the level where anyone will care who's in it or who is not. What is the hate for the WWE? Yeah. These are great American athletes. Actors. You were so close. Great American actors. Oh, athletes. You, you just were heard so that close. because you're so triggered. So close. So okay. close. Uh, Michael tweeting out what I learned today. Didn't Donald Trump appear in WWF uh, match? If Donald Trump can do it, it's fake news. <laughs> he no, he just like kind of officiated uh, before it. He wasn't wrestling. He pu- he punched. <laughs> I remember that he punched. Well, yeah, but that wasn't during. I'm sorry. The wrestling. I'm sorry. He fake punched. No. Look at the feet. Look at the feet. No, that was that was street fighting. Mm, okay. It was street fighting. Okay. They jumped him. Rebel, that just shows you got a president who could throw down. Rebel Republican tweeting out what I learned today. Chris Cruz wrestler named El Plantain Gordo Fabuloso. Oh, what is that again? El Plantain Gordo Fabuloso. Let's see it bigger. Let me see it bigger. El Plantain, El Plantain Gordo Fabuloso. There it is. Now you sound like I've tuned into El Telemundo. <laughs> Jeremiah, <laughs> Jeremiah tweeting out what I learned today. Apparently, Chris Cruz never saw the interview Geraldo did with the pro wrestler. I don't. I don't know if that one is. What is that? Oh, is that the chair throwing? Did he get hit? No, that wasn't the chair throwing. Yeah. Oh, no, that was just a regular one. I don't oh, know if okay. I've seen the pro wrestler one. We got to look that up now. Yeah. No, or in the early days when he had his talk show, mm-hmm. he uh, they were, they erupted into a melee and someone threw a chair, mm-hmm. hit him in the nose, broke his mm-hmm. nose. Paul B <laughs> saying Chris Cruz wrestling name, the naughty nurse. <laughs> Stupid naughty nurse. Beware By of the way. You've just blown any chance of anybody actually telling her, like, yeah, I'll take him. Oh, wait a minute. What is this? A nurse? No, I think I'm done. Uh, uh, Milan tweeting out what I learned today. Chris Cruz plantain, I mean, wrestling name, the platinator. (laughs) The platinator. Uh, Pat Gray for mayor tweeting out what I learned today. Chris Cruz is quick to fight people that only put on fake fights. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Wow. Okay. See? I don't know why you're so triggered see? by this stuff. I don't know what you hate. We'll see what happens. I just realized, though, I didn't get the new numbers on procrastination. Oh, that's me. That's me. That is you. I will get to them tomorrow. Yes. In fact, yes. I'm going to start off 6 a.m. Okay. Right top of the show. Top of the show. You tune in tomorrow at 6 a.m. Uh, Eastern. It. I am there. Got it. Uh, what else do we have coming up tomorrow? Uh, space Policy Directive. We're going to talk about Space Corps. Oh, no. What does Glenn have coming up? He's talking to a lot of people. Two authors, Brad oh, and Bill. Oh, no. What is Glenn wearing today? He's a millennial. He looks like a millennial today. 
It's like woke bank, no. but it's not that woke. Remember, the morning blaze is today at Chris Cruz production. Six Upper Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever you are. Onion, now you go home. By the way, did you know today's Autumn's birthday? Oh, no. Oh. no. Happy birthday, Autumn. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.